Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you, as always, by ourselves. It is brought to you by One Shining Podcast. This is, uh, I, I came up with a word, Tate, um, adsturbation. Mm. That's what we're doing here. When you promote yourself, adsturbation, yeah. Yeah, we're brought to you by One Shining Podcast. If you, that was, Jeff, that was a Jeff Foxworthy voice, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you open your beer bottle you might be with a bag your man. tooth you, yeah. <laughs> if you work for Adidas if your cousin <laughs> you might be you might be a bad broke um, if you are annoyed by us talking about our tour going on I have fantastic news this is the last time this is it this is it's it it's happening you will not hear it the next time you hear our voice if you are coming to see us live we'll be at the live show uh, this is our this is our last podcast before then so uh, last time I'll remind people, buy some tickets. Uh, we'll be in Columbus on Friday. We'll be in Louisville on Saturday. We'll be in Bloomington on Sunday, and we will be in Chicago on Wednesday. Um, these are things that are happening. Buy the tickets. Come see us. Come touch Kyle's tattoo. Come have fun with us. The show, I've, I've been asked, a lot of people are asking me, what is the show going to be? And I said, great question. I'll ask Tate. Um, because, <laughs> and Tate no. said, I'm losing my voice. I'm not sure. I, I want to we'll say, uh, we'll, we'll put it this way. We we are not just going to do a podcast in front of you. We are trying to do uh, uh, an interactive experience, mm. shall we say. Uh, we, we're going to basically... Think of a mix between Wayne Newton right. and Cirque du Soleil. Right. And, and whatever uh, else you're into, whatever acts you Siegfried go to. Siegfried and Roy. Yeah, all um, that. Uh, yeah, we'll have Tigers out there. Drake and Justin Timberlake <laughs> might be coming. Yes. Uh, that's don't the, forget that's that. The that's the, the rumor. Yes. That's um, what people are hearing. No, so we're, we're going to be aware of the audience. That's the, that's the way I would describe it. It's, like, it's not going to be like we're in a zoo and in some cage at a display and people are just going to like watch us talk to one another and that's basically it. And you guys are just like existing over there and we're talking to each other and you're watching. And there's No, we're, we are going to be where there's an audience. We're going to interact with the audience. We're going to have some fun. There um, is no fourth wall here. There is no fourth wall. Uh, so yeah, come check out the show. That's there's uh, just an auditorium. That's it. Um, we are also brought to you by ourselves yet again. Oh. <laughs> Number two. Uh, <laughs> Go, we we're basically to, Bono at this point. Yeah. We're just going to keep self-promoting. Adsturbation. Uh, I like yeah, that word. Yeah. Is, that, is that a good word? I can't think. I can't tell. I don't know. It just came to me. I thought that's pretty good. Well, most time um, you're, you know, doing the Bation, mm-hmm. there are ads involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> nowadays, <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good check, it. Kyle. Good fact <laughs> check. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Like, hold on. Give me a second. Let me make sure. Uh, yes, there's still are. Um, we went on we went on Simmons Pod uh, to talk about Rick Pitino uh, yesterday, so check that out if if you want to hear our thoughts on Rick Pitino coming back to the saying that he's going to come back to the NBA or and, the Boston Celtics in the yeah. late nineties. Yeah, or and slash what what went wrong with Rick Pitino the first time around? <laughs> Why Chauncey um, Billups got traded? If you want to figure that out, yeah. listen to the Bill Simmons podcast. So go listen to that. Uh, we also want to plug college basketball, Tate. The new season is here. It is starting on Tuesday. We will be at the Champions Classic. So if if listen, if you if you can't make it to any of the spots we're going on tour, but you are going to go to the Champions Classic games, find us. We'll uh, we'll love to take pictures with you, and um, especially if you're buying us beer. So that's uh, that's our promise to you. We, yeah, less pictures, more beers. Uh, but no, it's happening. We are getting Duke and Kentucky on Tuesday night. We are getting Kansas and Michigan State on Tuesday night to to start the college basketball season. I couldn't be more excited. Um, but we have some business to attend to before we get there, and that is Quadrant One, Part Part Four. four. Yes. Of our previews, our top 100 previews. Mm-hmm. If you're just tuning in, Lord have mercy, you've missed a lot. Um, we are going through the the top 100 teams in college basketball that we are interested in. Not the best teams, not the worst teams, not even the our most teams. It, they're our teams. They're the teams that we care the most about. Uh, we have now, at long last, made it to the final 
turn. 25. The final 25 teams left. Um, and that is what we're going to get to today. But first. Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right. It is Halloween. If you are listening to this, uh, it's too late. I'm already back in Ohio. Tate, you're taking the red eye. It's coming to Columbus. Yeah, Kyle and I are probably at my house right now uh, getting prepared for our flight. Yeah. you know, and I'm I'm in chilling. the comfort of I'm, I made the ringer book me a hotel even though I have a house in Columbus. I was like I don't want to go to far. my house. Like, it's too yeah. far, and you don't have your car. You had yeah, a real reason, right? Exactly, and and I just wanted. Do they to, have Uber or Lyft in Columbus? Oh, that's a good point. I don't I don't know. I have to check that out. It's it's pretty cool. Or the scooters yeah. that feels like something <laughs> in California. Do you guys have the birds? Do you guys, you guys have, have the those birds? scooters there? Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. uh what Only was in I Cleveland. Say? It's it's uh it's it's Halloween. Um. Hey hey Kyle, nice nice Halloween mask you got on there, Kyle. Boom roasted. He's, it's guys, just me, guys. You guys can't see it. Kyle's look. not wearing a mask. It's a that's real my face, face sir. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That's, that's the fun. butters. That's the one. Hey, joke. You got a little bit of shit right there. Uh, that's my face, <laughs> sir. That's the one Halloween joke I go to every year, and it slays with the uh, the seven year old kids in my neighborhood <laughs> yeah. that, I, that are coming <laughs> around with three. They're like, is that Mister Rogers or Mark Titus? God damn it, Kyle. Kyle, the FBI probably <laughs> listens to our podcast. How much we talk Sorry, about that? That's my yeah, last that's one. gonna get me in trouble. Uh, Tate, we we do not have time. Damn it, there's no time. We we we've been doing. We as I said, this is part four of our previews. Part three, we have tried to make like an hour long. Each of them have been like an hour thirty hours. They've all been pretty much two hours. We we do we don't have time to screw around. We have to get to these teams. With that being said, do you have anything you want to say before you get to In the, the words of Penny Hardaway, uh, my life is a movie, and these podcasts are just as long as a yes, movie. So yes. just tune in. And Penny, um, we're going to talk about Penny today. That's, we are talking about Penny today. That's the tease. That's the tease. Uh, let's get into it. Let's start with team number 25, uh, a team coached by a man. Is, is this man on the hot seat? That's my first question to you. Mm. We're talking about the Marquette Golden Eagles. I'm talking about Wojo. Um, is he on the hot seat, Tate? No. Interesting, really. What's your, what's your angle here? I like Wojciechowski. Mm, I'm sure at you do. Marquette. Yeah, and I'm happy for Steve, Coach Wojciechowski, as we know, Wojo for the kids. Kids mm-hmm. love Wojo. Love love uh, love nicknames. That's how they get into it. I like to describe it the way he described it, and he described it as a Rubik's cube. Um, Interesting, because you know, in a world in a world of sports, you know, there there's always the ultimate battle of nerds versus athletes. Yeah, uh, Wojciechowski has bridged that gap. Right. Be, he's right at the pinnacle, you know, between right. those two. So to say that his team is a Rubik's Cube, to say this mission statement at Marquette is a Rubik's Cube was nice. Uh, everyone on the team was like, what, coach? What are you talking about? And then he just started doing a Rubik's Cube by himself. Marquette is fine as a program. Wojo is a good face for the program because he went to mm-hmm. Duke. He knows Coach K. He's got some text messages he'll show you just in it's case just... you don't believe him. Look, Coach K texted me last year. I'll yeah. show it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think everything's okay. Fifth season, 73-59. and 59, He took over a pretty crappy team when he came in. 21-14 and 14 last year, 9-9. Nine and nine the Big East, about 500, and they got Marcus Howard, which is really why I care about Marquette. Yes, that's Three why point I care. shooting. Uh, you bring up the Rubik's Cube, reminded me. Um, I'm going to uh, confession. Um, if For those of you who are the type to make fun of people on the internet, please stop. Please pause the podcast and just uh, fast forward by about 30 seconds because I, I don't want to get made fun of for this. I just want to uh, just offer confession. I used to carry around a Rubik's I I, I figured out how to solve a Rubik's Cube. Nerd. Yeah, I hate you. I figured it out when <laughs> I, I was in high school. Yeah, I figured it out, and then well, because it's like a it's like an algorithm. Yeah, you just you yeah, like math. We, we love math. Math I was a math guy. Yeah. I was like, I'm a words guy. I'll be honest. 
I, I figured out the Rubik's Cube, and then I would carry it around, and I, I did the thing where it was like, I, I was hoping people would notice me doing the Rubik's Cube, and they'd be like, oh, dude, can you solve that? And I'm like, well, actually, yes, I can. I'm like, I was like the guy with the guitar at the party that was like, oh, yeah, this thing? Oh, I can play it, yeah. Except for that guy except fucks. I, except that guy fucks. <laughs> and I uh, I played with the Rubik's Cube. Yeah, that was the move. And then, like, when I got to college, I, I also Do you did, think the basketball would help yeah. you in that category? You thought <laughs> right. the Rubik's Cube, that was, that was going to be the I one? Didn't, listen, I didn't need help with the fucking. I needed help with, uh, I wanted to be taken seriously. I'm an adult, damn it. Like, I, I'm, I'm operating on a higher plane than everyone else. It is know? true that as an athlete, you get marred as a stupid person. Yeah, you're so your stupid. whole life, you're trying to prove that you're yeah. not stupid. So that's, like, why right. I worked really hard in school. I'm like, I'm not dumb. Even though I'm on the team, I am smart. I was like, I'll do your homework. I also did, used to do the LeBron thing where I carried around, like he carries around the Godfather. I carried around, what was the... Uh, uh, um, I think he forgot about that bit, but yeah. Yeah. He forgot the Count about of Monte that. Cristo is the thick-ass book that oh, I used to carry yeah, around. Yeah. I read, it's like, like if, you've, if you've seen the unabridged version, it's like 2,000 pages, and I probably read the first like 100, and then I just carried around with a bookmark like stuck on page <laughs> like 1,074. So I was like tearing through that thing. Anyway, that's an aside. Marquette, uh, good team. Moving on. <laughs> I mean, that's about Marquette. No, Mar- Marcus Howard's going to be good. They play no defense. That's always the concern with, with the Marquette team. They lost Andrew Rousey. They're going to score a ton of points. They have Sam Hauser back as well. They have Theo John's massive arms. Love his name, Theo John. Mm. Uh, great name. He also is like jacked out of his mind. Uh, like that a lot. But they play no defense, and that's ultimately going to bite him in the ass in the end. They're going to they're gonna be a ton of fun to watch. If you're, if you're listening to this, you don't really love college basketball. You just want to be entertained. Marquette's a good team to follow because they will score a ton of points. If you like Clay Thompson and you like people making threes and yeah. you think 11 threes in a game is crazy, Marcus Howard did it twice last year. Mm, that's good. Uh, number 24, the team that is going to give everyone fits this year in the NCAA tournament, if yes. they, assuming they make it, and they are going to make it because mm-hmm. they might be the best team in the Pac-12. We're talking, of course, about Washington. Uh, and this is not sponsored by you or Starbucks. No, it's not. Um, okay. I, I want to, you know, like I, I am slightly biased. Uh, uh, Mike Hopkins sent me a $12 gift card to Starbucks. Um, full disclosure, I just think it's, I need to be transparent as a journalist. Yeah, yes. self-reporting my violations. Yes, yes. For us to call out Stansberry, <laughs> yes. we have to self-report I'm ourselves. Self-reporting the violation yes. that I took the Starbucks gift card and I was like, uh, I don't really like Starbucks. <laughs> and I gave it to my brother and that was that, but I appreciate the gesture. Um Washington brings back everybody from last year's team that won 21 games. They beat Kansas. Technically, it was a home game for Kansas. It was not an Allen Fieldhouse. It was a neutral site. It was a neutral site home game in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bring back everyone from that team. They, But most importantly, Tate, we talked about the secret scrimmages. Uh, this actually wasn't a secret scrimmage. This was a non-secret scrimmage. But um, we were talking about all the scrimmages going on on the last show. Washington played Nevada, the hot team, the team that everyone is foaming at the mouth over this season. The must bus. The must bus. We are kind of foaming at the mouth over this one, too. Um, they played Nevada in Reno and beat the shit out of them without Noah Dickerson. And what do we take away from that? Probably that Nevada doesn't yeah. want to play against the zone. No, Nevada's like, ah, that's enough zone for me. I'm yeah, good. and that's the reason why this team is a team to watch out for because Washington playing against a Kansas, playing against a Duke, playing against Kentucky, playing against North Carolina, playing against... Memphis. Ooh. Any team like that where you have to be disciplined and basically play against his own, it's going to be a headache for everybody. It's yeah. what Jim Beheim has made his money off, uh, you know, yeah. his $12 million, whatever he's making uh, over the years. And that's what, you know, his boys, number it's, two in command. Hopkins it is really is weird. Like, speaking of the Beheim, and, and we'll talk about Syracuse here in a second, but uh, it's the same thing. It's the same system, so it all applies. Uh, 
what like the two three zone? The whole reason Beheim does it, uh, the whole reason he put it in in the first place, is exactly for the NCAA tournament. It's this idea that teams are not going to be used for it. It's a curveball that you throw at teams. They don't have enough time to it's prep for. It's why Paul it. Johnson runs the option. But then at this and and the results back it up. Last year Syracuse is an eleven seed. They mm-hmm. make the Sweet Sixteen. They beat Michigan State, who was probably the most talented team in the country, or like should have been the best. Whatever, however it is, I qualified. I forget how I qualify that to, to make it seem like Michigan State should have been better. Um, they beat them. So it's like this, and then the the Virginia year, the year they went to the the, the final four. Was that two? That was two years ago. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. Yep. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. That's Malachi Richards' entire um, Leiden year when both those guys just all of a sudden became great in the tournament. Yeah. And it was just because of the zone. It was the zone, but then at the same time, weirdly, in a paradox that'll melt your brain, Jim Beheim is also like grilled because he's only won one national championship, and that was with Carmelo. Are we sure the system actually works? Mm. It's weird. It's like one of those things that you can't really... But the system works when it all... The defense will be fine. The zone defense will work in the tournament. It will shock everybody. What usually happens is they don't have someone that can score right. for real. And Carmelo Anthony, as we both know, is one of the best pure mm. scorers. Everything else you can talk about, just pure putting the ball in the basket, the guy can do it. Tyus Battle is a guy that can do that. Yeah, and we're talking about Washington, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Washington fans are like, what the fuck just happened? Uh, Washington has not been in the NCAA tournament since 2011. They are going to make the NCAA that's my bold prediction. They are going to make the NCAA tournament. Are they for you? And you don't have to answer yes just because we're on Washington right now. You can you can say no. It's okay. I won't be mad. Are they your your Pac-12 favorite going into this season? No. But oh, interesting. I will say they start the season ranked for the first time since 2011. Yes. So that means that you know based I, on that they can make the tournament. I, Checks I've, out. I've given it some thought, and then the research I've done, I I'm I'm in on Washington to win the Pac-12. I think Oregon, and it's it basically it's Washington, Oregon, UCLA. Like those yeah. are the three headed. See, I'm I'm in the UCLA camp. Yeah, and that's fine. Different, you know, that's what makes different strokes, different folks. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think Washington, the consistency, like UCLA and Oregon, have too many. Question like new things they're bringing in, basically too many freshmen they have to rely on. I like Washington's system. I like the the zone. I like they're bringing everyone back. They did it last year. They're good to go this year. I'm excited about that. Here we go, Washington. Let's I have my, it. Yeah, it, it sounds like you've been bought with that twelve dollar gift card. Uh, Mike Hopkins. There's only one truth, and that's what happens inside the lines. Mm. I like that because he he was asked about all the preseason hype. I like to see how coaches respond to that. Eric Musselman has responded by uh, making oh. viral videos and yelling to the skies and ripping his shirt off. Um, my Hopkins just said, <laughs> the only thing that matters is what happens inside the lines. Uh, two different, again, different strokes, different folks. Different. I like the answer from Mike Hopkins. I like what I've seen from Washington. And I like uh, Jalen. I like David Chris. And I like uh, Thibel. Is that how we say it? Yeah, that's how I say it. Okay. I, I, Matisse. But, but I know, I'm going to say Matisse. But I know him personally, so I don't know <laughs> yeah. if that counts. Uh, number 23... Kyle's guy, Torn Dorn. Torn Dorn. Torn Dorn. Torn Dorn. NC State Wolfpack. Um, Tate, be honest. Did you put NC State here? Because we know you're a little rascal with this. We know that you're just up to no good sometimes with these NC State, with the, with the Pack Pride folks. Did you put NC State on here just so you can make fun of them? Or do you really are you really genuinely interested in NC State? Well, I put them at 23 to make fun of them, uh, just to remind them who number 23 is. Because I, <laughs> I know that really hurts their heart. Uh, but no, I do, as we know, and we've said on this program plenty of times, and it is a meme, Kevin Keats is a winner. He is a winner. He may not win every game, but he is a He's, winner in life. Yes. Uh, and he, if you, he, the game that matters most. <laughs> life. And if you ask him a question about the NCAA stuff, uh, that will prove to you that he's a winner because the man can dodge uh, a ball. He can dodge a wrench. He can dodge anything at this point. Uh, any question you ask, he just gets – he presses back on you. He goes from, like, nice guy Kevin Keats well, – to, to be I'm, fair, different tone. He wasn't. He wasn't the coach as all this was going down. Of course. So 
that's how he should be. He should be, you know, because you said that as though there's like nefarious things going on. He's just basically saying like, I that was that was the other guy. I didn't do that. Okay, well, <laughs> back to the point. Basically, Kevin Keats has a lot of. There's a lot of questions around NC State, and it's basically because we have Dennis Smith Jr. That whole storyline. We had Debbie Yao, the athletic director, mm-hmm. puts out a statement. So, uh, you know, I, I'm you know how we do things here. I like to go to Pack Pride to see how things work out, and. The headline on a post that I was looking at, this yes. is this is what it is. Dennis Smith Jr. tied to Yahoo Sports Report on NCAA. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Juicy. Something we, we've talked about this on the you program. You have my attention. Yeah, so I'm go like, on. Let's, let's go through some of these comments and just see people's responses to this, because this is a lot, right? People are going to talk about their program, mm-hmm. uh, because this is reflecting upon their program, of course. Uh, the first one, Nike moved the Bagley's across the country and are paying for their expenses. Not sure that's any different from Smith Jr. Remember PJ Harrison's mom? Remember her going to Hawaii? <laughs> and then I'm I'm like, okay, uh, what what about Dennis Smith Jr.? And so I'm, I'm keep scrolling, I keep scrolling, I keep scrolling, I keep scrolling. And again, what about Rashad McCants? He self-reported the fact that he was illegitimate and shouldn't have been playing Answer for North question. Carolina. Answer the question, Tate. What about him? I don't. I don't you can't, know. Speechless. So basically, so yeah, you're I, making fun I, of these people. No, I have... can't. I can't answer the questions. I like that they they answer their own questions uh-huh. with more questions about other people. And I think <laughs> what I'm saying about NC State is you guys are great, and I love you to death, and you. I love the way that you're doing this. Deflection is the the key to my heart in college basketball for sure. Mm-hmm. To be able to do it at this level, Kevin Keats is doing this. And if you haven't seen Kevin Keats this year, he's wearing this pinstripe shirt. It used to be a pinstripe suit. That was the Jay Wright, yeah, the Calipari. That, that was like late. Mike Dunleavy Senior. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Dunleavy Junior is waiting to get fitted for his. Yeah. He's hoping that he can get that. Kevin Keats is now taking it to the next level. He's wearing pinstripe shirts, mm-hmm. and he said, and I quote, "This is a great shirt. This man this is a great looks shirt. like an Italian yeah. mobster. I don't think he's afraid of the FBI. I don't think he's afraid of Adidas. I don't think he's afraid of anything." Because again. Kevin Keats is a winner. I love guys who are not necessarily cocky, but uh, love their clothes. That's just like I don't know. Because I, I honestly, the sweatshirt I'm wearing today, it's, it's a, a nice great sweatshirt. sweatshirt. It's a great sweatshirt, and Thank I love you, homage. I love when you feel confident in your clothes. Yeah, and guys will just say that to be like, "Dude, my shoes are nice. I got nice shoes on." I right felt like now. I was in one of those Dove commercials that they do in the NCAA tournament, where yeah. it's like Jay Billis, and he's like, "I feel comfortable, I feel comfortable in my skin with my-, <laughs> with my new Dove body lotion." Uh, one more thing about Kevin Keats. He's a former high school coach, and mm-hmm. I have a soft spot. It's in the same way that I don't trust people that don't make their varsity team as a freshman, I trust all people who are high school coaches that climb the ranks. Frank okay. Martin, Roy Williams, Kevin Keats, guys like okay. that. So I like that about Kevin I Keats. I like that, too. Uh, NC State last year had 11 ACC wins. Um, that is—so in 2004 and 2013, they had 11 ACC wins. They have not had more than 11 ACC wins since 1974, Tate, when they won the national title. So basically, <laughs> Kevin Keats comes in last year, bam, 11 wins for you. How do you like me now? He's a winner. He's a winner. That's all we got to say. Uh, NC State also has a couple of Ohio State guys, Braxton Beverly, but they also got uh, Derek Funderburg now. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. But they Beverly— two, two Ohio State transfers. Marco now. Johnson we should talk about as well. Beverly, Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Cleveland. Uh, Marco Johnson is, is a guy to watch out for. And Torin Dorn had a great line from AC Media Days, and this is about God's play on your boy Drake. Mm-hmm. He said, Drake is not a person. Drake is a mentality. The way that you approach that's life. Dorn? That's Torin Dorn. Oh, it's Titus's guy now, Kyle. Sorry. Yeah. So Kyle and Titus, I knew that you guys appreciate that. So congratulations to Torin. God's Dorn. plan, baby. God's plan. Oh, he did it. Gonna love, have a great year. Love Drake. 
Love Drake. This man loves Drake. Saw him in person. We went to the Drake house. He's a total <laughs> showman. Should we talk about that first quickly? Th- yeah, oh, very God. quickly. We, uh, first thing, as soon as I got out to LA, Tate's like, you want to go to the Drake concert at the Forum? I was like, fuck yeah, dude. God's plan, baby. Let's go. Yes. And then I show up there. And there's a lot of other Drake songs. There's other Drake songs. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is this? One. Number two, I didn't realize Drake drops the N-bomb that much. Mm. I was like, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like this. Drake also, uh, he, so- does, he doesn't sing his songs or rap his songs. Basically, half his show is shouting out people in the crowd and reminding <laughs> yeah. you that he's so blessed to be here. I just want to thank you right there in the purple. I appreciate everything you're doing for us tonight. I yeah. can feel that energy Dude, in the Dude, the best part of the whole show was at one point, he's, he's, he's got all the people that are on the floor, and he's like, uh, I'm going to need you all to help me with this one, which is every single song. He'd start yes. the song, stick the microphone out, everyone else sings it for him. Easiest way to make it. Meanwhile, it's playing. Dude, we so. should do that with our live shows. Just come out and be like... So, folks, uh, how about that Rick Patino? And, and then just stick the microphone out and let them all finish it. And then just, but first. But first. But yeah. It's so funny. He did the exact same thing when I went the night before, like two nights yeah. before. So he says, he says, um, he goes, people on the people on the floor, I'm going to need your help for this song or whatever. We do, they do the song. I have no idea what the fuck the song is. I'm like, play mm-hmm. God's plan. Play mm-hmm. God's plan. Uh, and then and then after the song's over, he's like, all he's right. Like, Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> Who said play God's plan? I'm going to play it later. He goes, he goes, I need all y'all in the top. How about a round of applause for our people down low that just helped me out with that song? And everyone's going crazy up at the top. You know, we, Tate and I were in the cheap seats. We're going nuts. We were against the wall. We're like, yeah, good job, guys. You did it. But then he doesn't reciprocate and have the people on the ground cheer for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? It was basically... Yeah. All y'all poor people, let's give it up <laughs> yeah. for the rich people real it quick. It was like ancient Rome. <laughs> yeah, like, the Coliseum. <laughs> like, what is this, dude? Cheer for your leaders. Were you guys the best crowd ever, too? Yeah. Oh, oh dude, no, 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 no. The best crowd ever? That's crazy. We had we had an energy that he said he hadn't felt in a long time. Yeah, a long yeah. time. A long time. Yeah. I also felt yeah. that he cut the song, the same song, the same way. I was like, because he, remember he stopped mm-hmm. one song, and he's like, I don't like how that started out. I don't like how that sounded. Let's redo that. This is L.A. I got to do it proper. And he did yeah. it for the exact same At least switch the song up. Yeah. Yeah, Drake. Drake. We love you. Also, <laughs> we love the kid. You ever handed out money again? Yeah. yeah we'll be here. Uh, anyway, where where were we? Are we doing a podcast right now? Um. <laughs> Next up, Kansas State, a team that made it to the Elite Eight and also led into our joke, the Wildcats. Returned five starters, Tate, including Dean Wade, um, a guy who gets me going. I'm excited about Dean Wade and what he can do. He's a good college player. Yes. Love that phrase. I'm going to be using that phrase a lot this year. I don't know how I, I stumbled across that. I think I was reading one of these previews and they were talking about Luke May and Ethan Happ and they said they're good college players and I just laughing my ass off at like the implication of that which is like they are not getting drafted. <laughs> these yeah. guys fucking suck. They have no career in basketball. These guys, else these guys fucking suck but somehow they are productive in college and I don't really understand it so I'm just going to call them a good college player and yeah so I was dying laughing at that but um yeah, Kansas State. Uh, one pro- So they returned all their starters from the team that went to the Elite Eight that won 25 games last year. Um, they lost to Loyola, as we remember, in the Elite Eight. Uh, it, it, so many so many teams in that, that uh, when Virginia lost to UMBC, the thing busts wide open and everyone's like, free ride straight to the and every Final single Four. Team and every single one of them lost. Yeah, and also every single team thought that they now were going to win the tournament. Right. Like, yeah. Remember Kentucky? Yeah. The Kentucky yeah. was the best response to that. They were they like, look at, our, they're like, look at our ride. And then Kansas State was like, hey, hey remember? You we're the play. Wildcats, bitch. <laughs> and then Mike Hopkins was sitting on the stage like, it happens. <laughs> what happens inside the lines is what dictates everything. So one problem, one problem that Kansas State had last year throughout the regular season, 0-7 versus Kansas, mm-hmm. uh, West Virginia, and Texas Tech, who were the three best teams in the Big 12 last year. Kansas State did not beat any of them. Um, they should probably beat some of those teams this year, is my advice to them. Do not go 0-7. That's what we're going to have to keep our eye on. 
Are we happy that Bruce Weber is back to prominence? Because I remember when Bruce Weber left Illinois, I was pretty sad because I, I think about him in the orange jacket, and I think about his time in Illinois and what they did, and I felt like we were going to lose this character. And even when he was at Kansas State and they were playing these Kansas teams and you would get like the update on the bottom line that's like, Kansas State up by nine with seven minutes left, and then you change to the game, and then Kansas would inevitably win the yeah. game. It's like now it felt like last year Bruce Weber finally got his due again. Dude, I remember like two years ago, it might have even been going into last year. We thought he was on the hot seat. He, he was definitely on the hot seat. Kansas yeah. State fans... I remember seeing the picture where Kansas State fans, I think they like took a trash can and put it in uh, underneath a sign that said reserve parking for Bruce Weber <laughs> at his parking spot. And they just put a trash can. Was that can the original trash picture. joke? Yeah. yeah, that was the first trash joke ever made on the internet <laughs> was that one. Um, so he redeemed himself. And th- this is the magic of the NCAA tournament. It all, like so many of these coaches at small schools, they they go. we've, we've talked about that. We were talking about Andy Enfield mm-hmm. the other day. Um, so many of these guys, you go on one run, you sign the fat contract, you're a millionaire, you're set for life. It's beautiful. We love Shaka Smart is doing it at, at Texas now <laughs> because he went to the Final Four one time. Um, but it goes the other way too. It's the guys that are like, this guy sucks, fire his ass now, and then he goes to he goes on a tournament run. He's like, sorry, bitch, gotcha. And now they're and preseason now, number eleven yeah. in the coaches poll and preseason number twelve in the AP poll. Yep. So. Uh, all five starters back. They are going to be a good team. They're not going. They're probably not going to win the Big Twelve because Kansas is loaded. Surprise, surprise. But um, Kansas State is is right there. They're very good. I also have you seen this thing where Kentucky football has been putting uh, like stuff in Times Square as a way to recruit people. Really? Like they pl- they've been playing like Kentucky football videos in Times Square. I know this because of Matt Jones. I, I follow him on Twitter, so I see this stuff. Uh-huh. And I was thinking, if you're in Manhattan, Kansas, why not say our Manhattan? Yeah. And put Manhattan, it in Times Square. Manhattan's college football team. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Or college like, basketball like team. Man- yeah. Manhattan's team. Yeah. And it's just a picture of like the Wildcats and it's Bruce Weber in a purple jacket and it's like everything is purple. Like, like Northwestern does where they say we're Chicago's Big Ten team. Yeah. And like, you're in Evanston, aren't you? Yeah, you're Manhattan's and, and, team. Yeah, yeah. Like lean into that. Yeah. Help, I, like I want to help your brand out, Kansas State. Uh, moving on to number 21, coached by a guy who was previously the coach at Kansas State, mm-hmm. Bob Huggins. Uh, they have... Advanced to the tournament championship game for the past three years and Ooh, lost every single time. Good note. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good note, Tate. Yes, thank That's you. That's a good note. Um, four straight twenty-five plus one seasons for West Virginia. They 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 lose Javon Carter. They lose Daxter Miles. They bring back most of their guys. Kanate that, that matter the most, including Kanate, the number one guy. Nasty. To volleyball block people yes. like it's his job. Yes. That's what you remember him by. That's why if you saw the tournament, you've seen a highlight of them the past few years. It's Kanate doing that. Ahmad's back. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I a bunch don't. Of, a bunch of guys Kanate, from, uh, familiar faces. Yeah, I don't. Um, this is not disrespect to him. This is actually a compliment if you give me a second to explain myself. Uh, no. He's not as good as people think because of his highlight blocks. He is very, very good. But I see, like, I think I think Rothstein has him as a preseason first-team All-American, well, yeah. which is batshit insane. Mm-hmm. But but I get it, and I support it because his blocks are insane. They like I, I'm not going to fault anybody for, for being sucked into the, being mesmerized by him blocking shots and be like, that guy might be the best but player in the country. what you're saying is watch the games. But watch the games. Mm-hmm. Don't watch the highlights, folks. Mm-hmm. That's the takeaway here. But no, Kanate's really good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Love his game. Uh, Beetle Bolden. I, they have a yeah, lot of, Beetle Bolden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have a bunch of, just the people. I mean, we talked about Hillbilly Ball with D'Antoni. And West Virginia, I think like they're, they've gotten up to a certain echelon where people have this innate respect for the program and all that stuff. But it's still West Virginia. And yeah. they're still leaning into who they are. Bob Huggins is still wearing the sweatsuit. He's still pressing these guys. Still press Virginia. I, I want more of the dirty mentality, and I think with Kanate and all these like talented guys like Beetle yeah. Bolden, like th- this just is gonna be ready. fun. Team. I just thought about another thing with Kanate, by the way. Get ready for the uh, uh, he he averages three and a half blocks a mm-hmm. game, but 
what doesn't show up in the box score is all the shots that he alters. That's gonna that's gonna happen a lot. I'm already annoyed by that. Is like we get it, dude. The guy's an insane defender. We don't need to hear about him altering shots. My question to you, Tate. Mm. Bob Huggins is entering his 12th season at West Virginia, um, his alma mater. Uh, he was at Cincinnati for 16 years. That's where he made a name for himself as a head coach. When Bob Huggins gets into the Hall of Fame, put Bob Huggins in the Hall of Fame, baby. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Yes. What are we doing? <laughs> yes. After he's been uh, dismissed. For- <laughs> <laughs> <After> he's- <laughs> Just kidding. We know Huggins would never do that. No, Huggy he- Bear, you're the best. Uh when he when he eventually gets into the Hall of Fame, what hat is he wearing on his plaque in the Hall of Fame? A Cincinnati hat or a West Virginia hat? And uh, also, do do coaches have plaques where they're wearing baseball caps in the Hall of Fame? Is it like Cooper's yeah. hat? I have no idea, but also I would love for them to do like a sweatsuit that has just three different patches on okay. it, or has all the teams, it's just like just all the teams down, just Walsh, like different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walsh College in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like it's a stripe. That's one of the stripes. Yeah. It's just stitches of the teams. So uh, here are the numbers. One final four at each school. Yeah. Um, he went to three Elite Eights at Cincinnati. He's only been to one Elite Eight with West Virginia. Mm. Um, he has been to four Sweet Sixteens, though, at Cincinnati. He's been to five Sweet Sixteens at West Virginia. Spent a little more time at Cincinnati. But the other thing is Cincinnati was not in a tough conference. Like, at West Virginia, he's he was in the old Big East, and now he's in the Big 12 uh, tougher conference. So, like, a lot of the Cincinnati stuff, they're in, like, the Metro and then the, the Conference USA, so they were just destroying everybody at the, that back then but um i don't know it's interesting to me most everyone's gonna say west virginia because that's the that's the school he's at now that's the school he loves that's whatever do but, you think uh, we finally got to the point where it, i would say like five years ago when i thought of cincinnati basketball i innately thought of bob huggins in that black jump, yeah like exactly with the cincinnati bearcat exactly. and now when i think of bob huggins i think about yeah. him in the navy he yeah pullover. for sure listen <laughs> He definitely, if you asked him, he's definitely going to say West Virginia. I mean, Cincinnati fired him. I think it's also black. I guess he just wears black all the time. He's like Dana. Yeah, Dana Holgerson did the same thing. But I I guess the question is not what what school will he want to represent in the Hall of Fame. The question is, those of you fans out there, when Bob Huggins... If Bob Huggins was, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't even want to speak the unspeakable. I was gonna say Bob Huggins obituary, whatever, whatever however the fuck you want to say it. Like, how are you, how are you gonna remember Bob Huggins, the Cincinnati coach or the West Virginia coach? I'm gonna remember him as the guy in San Antonio at the Final Four when we were standing next to him, and he had uh-huh. just people surrounding him as yeah, if like the, the Pope, hit, the like, biggest hit at the party, as if, like the, yeah, yeah. as if the Pope was talking to people. People were just looking at him like, oh my God, this is Bob Huggins talking, and he was just shooting the shit. He had a bourbon in his hand, definitely was like bourbon and water, and he was just like, give me another. Matt Farrell's like, give jaw me just completely dropped yes. just like fucking legend He's look like, at this oh, guy I could have played for that guy He's like, I wish I played for that guy it's like I press all day for that guy I'm like of course this team plays hard uh, moving on number 20 the Indiana Hoosiers it is a cr- I just want to go on a little bit of a rant here it is a criminal offense that Indiana is unraked in the preseason I am I am personally offended uh, Indiana listen they should have been better last year I won't deny that um they they shot 32% from the three-point line as a team. I have no idea how the hell that happened. That is not Indiana basketball. Indiana basketball is Jimmy Chitwood coming around the, the down screen, turning your squaring your shoulders as you catch the ball, hitting the three. Um, 32% from three, I, I get it. Like they should have been better. They they shouldn't have they weren't gonna win the national title last year. They should have been better. <laughs> no, they were not. They were not. They, they should have they no. should if you looked at the pieces, Robert <laughs> no, no. Robert Johnson was not as good as he should have been. We did like Robert we, Johnson in the three on three tournament. He's good. He yes. should have been better. I just, mm-hmm. it, like it was it was a semi frustrating year, but I think everyone knew like they're not gonna do much anyway, so who really cares? But um maybe that's why people are but Indiana's one of the twenty five best teams in the country. I mean, for God's sake, Romeo Langford and Jawan Morgan, Tate, stop me. I might be drinking the Kool-Aid. I really might. I don't know. I mean, listen, I love Romeo Langford. I would kiss him on the mouth if he was sitting across from me right now. Mm. Um 
Juliet. But <laughs> in, they have to be they're, – they're the best one-two punch in college basketball. I'm saying it. I'm going there. Juwan Morgan and Romeo Langford are the best. If we're playing two-on-two, I want those two guys. I have never seen Romeo Langford play basketball. You don't need to. Like I've only seen I, highlights. I, I, I don't want you to watch I only watch yeah. the whole game. So I, don't I, want, I don't talk about yeah. highlights. So I've, I've, I've seen <laughs> highlights, but I, I've never yeah. watched the whole game. Uh, the only thing that I'm excited about you for is if you like Sister Jean mm-hmm. and you like Loyola Chicago, I know you're like, where is this going? They beat them 70 to 48 in a secret scrimmage. They beat scrimmage. the shit out of them, yes. dude. And Juwan Morgan was apparently amazing. He's amazing. And I think he is amazing. He's, I I buy into Juwan Morgan. Romeo, I I I respect the five star status. They, I want to see it. They legitimately, you could make an argument that they have. I mean, they have two first team Big Ten players talent wise. They have two guys like Juwan Morgan is one of the thirty to thirty five to forty seven <laughs> best best players in the country. Yes. They have they have two. They're they're loaded and they they're going to play well together. I'm very excited about IU. Uh, but there's more guys on the team than just two players, and I think that might be why they're not ranked. I, I just have one note for Archie Miller, who's in his first year. I know. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. It, it, they fired Crean. Like yeah. they weren't as good last year. Yeah. They fired Crean. This is Archie's first year. Yeah, it's a nice turnover for Archie in his first year. He said this after the game, after the Loyola game, and I just want to say, I think being at a at a DU school and uh, you know having all this stuff go on, he said we got our money's worth tonight. Mm-hmm. Love it. For, yeah. Let's throw some of the some that's of those a, phrases, no, like some of the no, canned no, no, phrases no. like that. We should throw that out because I don't know who he's talking about. I read out of context. The, I thought he was talking about Romeo, but apparently he was talking no, about listen, uh, the guards, Clayton Custer on Loyola Chicago. This uh, goes against everything. So this goes against everything IU has been about because, as I've said many times, like <laughs> the biggest thing about IU is like we follow the rules, we don't cheat. But this is the new era of IU basketball. Like the fact that Adidas. Is arresting every or every, the FBI is arresting everyone that has anything to do with Adidas basketball. Indiana's an Adidas school, and they're nowhere to be found in any of these reports. Oh, I thought you were saying in the rankings over the past ten years. <laughs> in the reports, this is the point. Oh, okay, it's, okay. Uh, it's, oh, so it does check, it yeah, checks out. It's one to one. It checks out. It's like <laughs> it's like my God, we got it. Like that's embarrassing for Indiana. It's like we love that we're not cheating, or that at least no one is catching us cheating, but. What a sad state of affairs that like no one even is thinking. What if it came yeah. out Devonte Green? Yeah, forty thousand dollars to go to Indiana. <laughs> Zach McRoberts transferred from Vermont because yeah. Race <laughs> Thompson got paid a hundred thousand to go to Indiana. You're like, what, what the, the hell? <laughs> that is not a good return on uh, investment, folks. So Devonte like Devonte Green, Danny Green's brother is uh he's he's, <laughs> he's my favorite player in Indiana. He's your favorite player. He's yes. he's. Streaky to say the least. Like he could be very good, but goddamn, he's frustrating as shit at times. But too. off the bench, well, but, you come yeah. off the bench, right? Well, that's the question. Like all the other blue blood teams, seemingly uh, Indiana has a freshman point guard, Rob Finnessy, uh, from Lafayette, Indiana. Mm-hmm. So home of Purdue. Think about that one. Take, Think about try it. that one on set for size. Not West Lafayette, yeah. just Lafayette. He's from Lafayette. He went to McCutcheon High School. Yeah, they were in my conference. Is there an East Lafayette? Uh, no, there's not. What about South? There's, there's no, there is a West Lafayette. Have you heard about? That? <laughs> yeah, it's the only one I know. I don't know much. <laughs> um. So he he he's pretty good. He's a really good recruit. He's yeah. Like he's he's going to be there for multiple years as well. Like we're excited about this. And and Indiana. Um, the weird thing is like Romeo is a great, obviously recruit, huge getting him. But weirdly enough, like you almost want him to come like two years from now. But he has there has someone has to start the ball rolling. But I think like Indiana, they're not going to win the national title this year. But like they got something cooking. Archie Miller is recruiting in Indiana, and if if you gave like a couple more years to get cooking and then you sprinkle Romeo in oh we might have something then I really truly I, tr- I honestly believe if that happened IU could lose in the Sweet 16 <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like that that's about right is Al Durham any good 
Yeah, I mean, it's like all, all these guys are like talented, but that's what raw. it happens. So they're th- raw. They're very raw, except for Morgan, basically, and and Romeo. That's sort of my note yeah. on Indiana over the past, I guess, decade or so. Is like I get these guys. I remember when they were getting recruited. Yeah, I remember hearing their name. Like Robert Johnson, even when we read the three on three thing, when Robert Johnson showed up, I was like, he's already a senior, yeah. And it just feels like their time would fly by. Even when Cody was there, I just felt like, yeah. like his time there flew by. Vic's time, I mean, obviously they were not there that long, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, you knew his time didn't fly by is a uh, Yogi Ferrell in Jordan Holes. They were, uh, they were. Yeah, there. Yogi Ferrell. How many years he was he there? He was Six. there. Yeah, he was awesome. Uh, don't, don't, <laughs> he, was awesome. he was awesome. People forget Yogi he's, Ferrell was really he's, good. He's. He's awesome. He's a fucking legend, that guy. Um, <laughs> moving on to number 19 and 18. Uh, this is another co-situation because it just felt right. Um, you know, like every poll, we made this joke before. It's not even a joke. It's reality. Yeah. It's, this is the world we live well, in. Well, this is what the people that make the polls. This is what yeah. happens when they get to this point. They get to 16, 17, and they're like, I mean, who else is out there? It's got to like, be Xavier, yeah, and it's got to be Cincinnati. Yeah, isn't Xavier that's, good? Yeah, just put it Every on. single year, mm-hmm. uh, Xavier and Cincinnati find a way to get ranked in the, the 15 to 22 range. It just happens that way. Um, so that's what we did. We, we, we are ranking them 19th and 18th. Uh, Xavier, I don't know if you saw this, folks. You see this? You hear about this? Chris Mack left Xavier. Mm. They got a one seed last year. He It's his alma mater. Um, he gets a one seed, and he leaves. And... I, I don't think I'll ever get over this. He has his reasons. It makes total sense. Everyone else in every other professional field does the same. It, we all chase the bag. That's called life. That's called... College basketball. Yes. That's what you do. If you have a better opportunity, you go for it. Mm-hmm. Everyone should be excited about this for him. If you, if whatever. <laughs> Unless his name is Christian Dawkins. Yes. <laughs> then, but then don't go for it. I don't know if I'll don't ever... Do I don't know if I'll ever get over how funny or just crazy it is that Chris Mack at his alma mater got a fucking one seed... And then left to go to a program that is just like scarred with scandal at every turn and missed the last two NCAA tournaments. What was funny? What was funny to me was someone brought up. I I was talking about that off air to someone uh, that is from Ohio, Xavier fan. Yeah, and they were they compared it to Roy Williams. They're like, well, he went to a national title game and then he went back to North Carolina. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, to his alma mater. To his alma mater. The only he like didn't... the only exception to the rule where people let it slide is like, well, he's going back to his alma mater. So then I, to leave your listen, alma mater. I don't want to be dramatic, but I don't know how Xavier recovers from this. Like that is that is that is not a good like I don't know. I, am, am I being over dramatic here, Tate? But like, what does that say about the state of Xavier basketball? If because th- this is unconscionable. If if Roy like like if Roy Williams left North Carolina to go to Florida when Billy Donovan left Florida. You know, like that's yeah, kind of so, that's kind yeah, of what it would exactly. be. Yeah. It's like it's like, ooh, the Florida job open. I'm leaving North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You as a Carolina fan would be like, what the fuck has our program become that this is happening? Well, I mean, I got offered ten million dollars yeah. to go down there to they offer Florida. Me more money. And yeah, I, I, I like the state it. of Florida. I've always know. wanted to retire down there. I mean, that's the only way that you could listen to it. But I think this is the perfect time to say this proves that we are at the tipping point of college basketball is all about. You care about your school. You care about where you went. So that's what matters to you. Right. And then all the money keeps funneling in over the year. It gets more and more and mm-hmm. more and more. And we're trying to see like what that tipping point is. This is probably it because the guy left somewhere that he loves, that right. he is endeared himself in, into this community, gets them to the peak that they've, yeah, they've never they've even been, been to this at, point. Ever. Yeah. And then he gets offered enough money to say, I gotta take it. Like yeah, it would be crazy to take, yeah. not to take the job. And exactly, and, like and I, that means that we're too far, we're too yeah. deep into the game. Like, I don't, I don't, that's, that's I don't the fault point. Chris Mack at all for doing it. Um, if if ESPN offered me a million dollars to go work for them, I I I love Bill Simmons. I love the Ringer.com. My ass is on the plane to Bristol. 
in a snap of a finger. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not like, I'm not judging anybody for this. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, it is what it is. You can but check Mark just, Titus out on ESPN <laughs> Plus very soon. I'll be doing the shit behind a pan. I don't care what it is. Like, listen, you give me a million dollars, I'll fucking, I'll sit in a trash can and do a podcast. <laughs> what it takes. Um, but uh, uh, I, I just, I, wor- I, I, see, I, all jokes aside, like I, that has to bruise the ego of the Xavier fan base. The, 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 they've, they've risen these, these heights. They were in the A10 back in the day. They've, they've joined the Big East. They had success in the Big East. They won the Big East. They, they got a one seed. Everything's flowing. And then that's not to say Travis Steele's not going to be good, but I don't know. It's I think just, it uh, also it's a tough hurt, spot to be in. I think it's hurt them perception wise. Like even the preseason preseason stuff that I saw, like they they weren't getting any credit. Like they, yeah. I think they were picked like six in the Big East, yeah. something like that. And Travis Steele was like, you know, it is what it is. Not how you start the race, how yeah, you finish like, the race. So they're already doing like the consolation answers. Yeah, which is the I think that's the most alarming part that I had. Like looking up the Xavier stuff, everyone is still. React. It's sort of like how Cleveland is right now post LeBron. Right. It's like we still have this cloud hanging over us where everyone feels bad for us, but they don't like. But then now that, that now they've dismissed us from the conversation, everyone feels bad, but it's they don't just, want to talk about us anymore. Listen, it, it just disgusts me to my core that people are leaving Ohio to chase opportunities. So anyway, with, <laughs> with that being said, let me continue this podcast in Hollywood. <laughs> um, uh, since moving on to Cincinnati, though, not. They were they were they were a tie. We did Xavier first, not because uh, you know they were more interesting. We just had to do one. Well, first. they had a more interesting story. Yeah. But then that kind of breaks the rules of the just stop stop trying to make us yeah. follow our own rules. I, us I, I, I so my question: Do do you believe in the uh, the the lineage? One more thought on Xavier: That that Mata <laughs> is the coach. He leaves. They hire the assistant Sean Miller. He's the coach. Mm-hmm. He leaves. They hire the assistant Chris Mack. He leaves. They hire the assistant Travis Steele. Are you? Do you, does that make you believe in Travis Steele, or does that do anything for you? It's kind of like like dynasties, like in families. You know, it's like I yeah. love John F. Kennedy, but by the time I get all yeah. the way down to like right. the Kennedys in 2018, it's yeah. like I don't really give a shit about him anymore. You know, yeah. we're, we're too far down the pecking order of guys. I I'm I, but I, I, I sh- like Travis Steele personally. Right, right. Like I like Travis. Well, Steele. we don't. Yeah, we don't know anything about what exactly. coach that's, that's, that's really why I like him. Yeah. Seems like a nice guy. That's really all it is. We just don't know. We'll wait and see, and we will wait to to make judgments. And Xavier's not going to be very good this year. They'll be okay, but they're not going to be. I think the way that they proved yeah. that they're fine is they beat Cincinnati and yes. they say zip them up yes. again. So let's talk about Cincinnati. Cincinnati back to back thirty one seasons. Mm. Um, they just renovated the new arena, the, the fifth third arena, which was like one of the worst arenas I've ever seen a college basketball game in, and I. Cincinnati fans would agree with me. That's why they renovated it. Um, they are opening the new arena on Wednesday, hosting Ohio State in a game that is like I I, I will be honest. I I think Ohio State is is going to be a decent team this year. I, we we did Ohio State long. I don't think we're going to be great. I you know it's not like people around the country should care about Ohio State for most of the seasons probably. Um, we're going to be okay. I think we'll be competitive. I'll, I'll be proud of those boys for giving it their all out there every mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am very, very worried that Cincinnati is going to beat the absolute piss out of us on opening night with this renovated arena. They, they just sold, like, I saw today. They, it's sold out. Yeah, they the sold. The whole season is sold out. The, the whole season is sold out. They sold student tickets today it for was, the Ohio State it game. It was record sales. And they were gone in like 20 minutes in the snap of a finger. It was like, like they, they advertised Titus and Tate are coming to the game. And it was like, shit. And they all bought their tickets. Um, and... We're not actually going to the game. <laughs> we, we got him. We got were going to go to the game. Got it. But you can come see us in Louisville, Columbus, and mm. Bloomington, and Chicago. Uh, Adservation. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's what's going on in Cincinnati right now. And all of this is to say, do we care? Because this is going to be the exact same Cincinnati team as it always is. I was reading a preview magazine. Love those magazines. Um, that said, this Cincinnati team is going to have a different feel to it, was the line. And I said, 
bullshit. <laughs> no Cincinnati team has ever had a different feel to it. Every single one of these goddamn teams is the exact same. They're going to play like street ball defense, beat the hell out of everybody they guard, mm-hmm. not be able to make jump shots to save their lives, and lose in the second round of the tournament. Every single Cincinnati team does it. They're going to they're going to be pretty good this year. That's how it's going to happen. They'll be ranked seventeenth, and they will lose in the second round of the tournament. Which begs the question, and I didn't do the research on this. How many times have they written that same story? This is going to be a different feel to this every Cincinnati. every, every year. single year, every year, because okay. they're like, we cannot shoot thirty percent from the three point line again. <laughs> and and Mick Cronin's like, what'd you like, say? That's a, Do you call me short? Last year, Did you say I'm short, dude. Last year and was he the year. People. See, last year was the year that everyone was like, this Cincinnati team, that was the year that I actually bought into it. I was like, okay, fine, I'll believe you. I'll believe you once. Mm-hmm. That this is the year that we're going to be like more offensive-minded. We're going to bring scores off the bench, and we have a lot of versatile things we can do on offense, and it's not going to be a grind to put the ball into the basket. And then guess what happened last year? It became a grind to put the ball in the basket. They were slightly better. It was, But, but they, they always talk about Cincinnati like they're going to turn into Villanova overnight. You're not. Just embrace the culture. You, you, you have an obvious culture. Lean into it and quit telling me you're going to be different because the culture gets you to the second round of the NCAA tournament, and it's great. Good for you. <laughs> I think that everyone thinks that Frank Martin is the scariest coach in college basketball, and Mick Cronin is Mick Cronin. The, the unavoidable number one answer every single time yeah. when you really think about it. And if you don't believe us, go check out friend of the program, J.P. McCurra, last year uh, as yeah. all that played out because I've never quite seen – a coach take on a player like yeah. that, and I kind of like it. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I kind of, I'm just like, Mick, do what you got to do. Like, you know, he, he's, I've seen he's one, upset. He also took on Ted know. Valentine. People forget that he'll take on anybody. He went chest to chest with Ted Valentine. You know, how Chihuahuas are just like super, like yeah. they just bark and go crazy. Like that's Mick Cronin at all times. He can't mm-hmm. really turn it off, and I respect it. Uh, Cincinnati, you are going to be a good team. But uh, pick first place in the AAC in the preseason. Yeah, a lot of talent. Obviously, you know how it is in college basketball. It's what the people think on the ground. If they're selling out tickets, people think they're going to be good. Uh, remember when Cincinnati lost to Nevada in the the second round of the tournament last year? It was it was a close game, and Nevada pulls it out in the end. And then Xavier fans were laughing, and they were like, "This is awesome! Cincinnati just lost." And then two hours later, in the exact same arena, Florida State beat Xavier. That was funny, wasn't it? Well, it's because they had that big lead, right? The twenty. This is the twenty-two yeah. point. I forgot yeah. that this game happened. This is the twenty-two point lead, and everyone wrote the must bus off, and yeah. they came back and won. And that's when he ripped his shirt off yep. after the game. Yeah, and then the world was introduced no to Mariah joke. Musselman. Yeah, he ripped his shirt <laughs> he off. Yeah, did, did that's when the must bus was started. Uh, but it was funny because Xavier fans were like, Xavier fans were in the arena. Just, just like this is awesome. This is hysterical that Cincinnati had one of their best teams they've had in a very long time, and they just choked. And then two hours later, <laughs> Xavier lost to Florida State. Uh, good times. I uh, mean, they've had the worst. They've probably had some of the worst luck. I mean, Kenyon Martin comes to mind when they were the one seed and he mm-hmm. broke his leg, and that was mm-hmm. in two thousand. But they've had, I mean, some of the worst luck in the tournament. You could, if you go through it and parse through it, you know, how Bill does the whole like, you know, wor- yeah, worst, yeah. worst uh, luck team or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like Cincinnati might be a cursed town as far as like between the Bengals, the, Bengals. the Xavier, and What'd Cincinnati. You call What's the football team called? Uh, the Bengals. Uh, I hate that don't so people much. Make fun of how you yeah, say it. they they really don't like that. How do I? Say, I got to think about how I say it. The Cincinnati. It's supposed Bengals. to be Bengals. Apparently, Hold on, let me like try. a bin, like I'm a recycling gonna, bin. I'm going to say what first comes to mind. This. It's Ben, like it's Ben. I know how to say Ben, so it's Bengals. The Cincinnati that Bengals. Dumb. Bengals. I don't know. My Who G's cares? are hard. I'm from North. I'm from North Carolina, just, man. Leave me alone. Why don't they just go by the Tigers? Yeah, <laughs> you won't even understand how people talk where I'm from. Uh, number seventeen on our list, Syracuse. All five starters back, including Ty's, Ty's battle. 
Um, you were very excited. You jumped the gun when we were talking about Washington. You were excited to talk about Syracuse, so I will give you the floor. It's mainly because of Jim Beheim, and we talked about this a little bit, but ACC Media Days, he's become a friendly Beheim. A lot yeah. of these guys later in life, uh, as they get grandchildren and, and the like, and, and they just get like looser, and they just seem mm-hmm. nicer, and I don't necessarily know what the what the trend is, but Jim Beheim is in that world, and I don't believe it. So I'm ready for Jim so, Beheim to, to snap back out of that because this okay. team is actually good. Yes. They have Tyus Battle. They do. I'm calling them the Battle Zone. That's who they are this year. Mm-hmm. They're as a team. They're the Battle Zone. And they're going to run through the ACC because they have the length. They have the scoring. It, it's the recipe for success. And they have Buddy. They do have Buddy. They have Buddy. They need Buddy because they shot 32% from the three-point line last year as a team. And that's not good. We need to fix that. Um but yeah, Syracuse is gonna they're gonna be a problem. Their defense I think their defense is going to be it it I think it's like Virginia and them and the rest of college basketball. Do you I'm, think there's a I'm chance we get a right a buddy Jim Beheim, Jerry McNamara like press conference where he is basically yeah. like, We're never here without Buddy. We wouldn't have won. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Like going crazy for his own son. Like Syracuse ends up winning. What like Bryce 20. Alford always wanted Steve Alford to do, you know, yeah. it's like he's the reason why we're here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that goal ten is the reason why we're here. Not ten fucking games without Jerry McNamara. <laughs> we wouldn't have won ten fucking games. Love, that was that was one of my favorite. Dude, that was that Big East, that was six Big East tournament was. I, I know we we love to laugh about how people talk about the old Big East, but I remember being a senior in high school. This is and the new old Big East. Yeah. It was the 06 Biggie. Now you yeah. got me like thinking. It was the 05. It was 06, wasn't it? Was it was 06. It was yeah. definitely 06 because yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm tripping over. The 06, because I was, a, I, I knew I was right. I was a senior Old in high school. Old Biggie's is 86 Biggie's yeah. tournament. Dude, I was a senior in high school and I was in the, the mode of just, I was I had the senioritis going on and it's it's March and 06 and school's almost out. And I was just in the middle of the day going down to my PE teacher's class and just like sitting in his office watching Biggie's games in the afternoon and following the Jerry McNamara thing. And then Jim Beheim goes, not 10 fucking games. And I was like, yeah. Yes, go Bayheim. That's um, what I mean. Syracuse is in a perfect position this year in the ACC for people to really buy back into who they are. Yeah. And, and I think Jim Bayheim's going to get a second wave of, we need to appreciate these great coaches while we have them. Right. And I right. think that's going to yeah. happen. They're going to be, and, and they're going to be nasty. And, they're, 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 they're and it's going to be because be, they're good. They Just little uh word of warning for, again, the people that, that listen to us and, and don't follow college basketball that closely and are looking for games to watch. Run like hell away from the Syracuse Virginia game. It is going to be thirty-one to twenty-eight final score. Um, it's 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 going to be very very ugly game. So because those might be the two best defenses in college basketball. Syracuse last year shot thirty-one point eight percent from three. That was three hundred twenty-fourth in the yeah, country. Yeah, that's what I said, dude. That's not good. That's not good. You it should. has to be better than that. It's, you, it has to get you better. you got to make shots in this game. I've been saying it for years. And it's, <laughs> it just has to get better It's the than one that. universal truth in our sport. You have to make shots. Number 16, a team that we talked about a lot last year, a team that we might talk about a little bit this year, depending on how this all goes, shakes down, um, the Arizona Wildcats. The Wild Bags. The Wild Bags is how we shout out to Shout out to Arizona <laughs> Wild Bags on Twitter. You love that guy. He's the best. You love that guy. He's the best. Um. So where where do you want to start with this? Do we want to start with? I don't know if you noticed, Dickie V has gotten a little bit of a hard on for the Arizona situation on Twitter. He's like tweeting all the time about like how how disgraced that Sean Miller has made this program and Book Richardson have made Arizona. And then I I did, I chirped back at him yesterday because he was like, Lute Olson would be yeah. Spayed. He said Lute Olson would never do Lute this. Lute Olson would never do He'd this. And I was like, uh, well, well. Mm, uh. <laughs> 
Is Lud- Ludo's is like, Ludo's don't drag me into this. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you better shut up. <laughs> Ludo said, uh, uh, yeah, at the end of his career, let's just say he was, yeah, had a, had some violations. Ludo also, also, by the way, people conveniently forget his best friend was uh, a car dealership. <laughs> a guy who owns a car dealership in Tucson and donated all sorts of money to Arizona. Um, Anyway, that's what's going on. <laughs> Arizona, the basketball team. Oh, no, baby. Oh, no. No, oh, the once proud university, baby. Oh, it's, this is disgraceful. Um, Arizona, the basketball team, taking a huge step back. Recruiting was hit last year when Schleybach did not release the tape. And, and they lost Sharif O'Neal, uh, who actually... Might have saved his life, as we said. I know. Seriously, the UCLA doctors found something. So maybe Sean Miller, pretty but good guy. But this might this this has all the makings to be the worst Arizona team in seven years, mm-hmm. uh, which might actually be a good thing for Arizona. They need to they need to lay low for for a year or two. I think this is good. And and my and by the way, I should mention this as well. I, I before I forget to mention it. Um, my my college roommate and my teammate and my fellow walk on for four years, Danny Peters, is now an assistant coach. At the University of Arizona, a real assistant, not a GA, not anything else. He's a real assistant. He, the day he got the job, I texted him, "Congrats." He said, "Thanks, man." I texted him a joke about the FBI. He said, "Cut that shit out." I'm pretty sure they're tapping my phones. And I was like, "E." <laughs> you were like, "You should probably get a burner like, phone and uh, do this thing like, the right uh, way." Why don't you call me in like three years when you move on to a new job <laughs> and yeah. I'll never talk to you again. Um, so yeah, I like to look at Sean Miller, and this is for people that Last Man on Earth that show with Will Forte. Yep. Alive in Tucson, like the, there's a lot of bag men that have all ran away, and yeah. the, no one's surfacing, no one's talking about it, no one's pointing people out. And then there's just Sean Miller in Tucson, and yeah. he's like, "Where, where is everyone else that I've been competing against for all these guys? You know, where, where mm-hmm. is everyone else?" And now all the eyes are going to him, like Dickie V turning on him. We're all looking for fall guys, and I think Sean Miller <laughs> has worn out. He's worn out his welcome a little bit with some of these people. Where he's been so blatant about some of this stuff, and he, they obviously have enough on him where they're just kind of letting it slide. And uh, yeah, so the board of regents had a meeting uh, today. Today, if you're listening uh, about about what they're going to do with the program, and if they lose, as we know in college basketball, when you lose, you're susceptible to get fired. No, I don't think there's a call to action with this meeting. The the meeting we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe they are going to come out of the meeting and say we're we're recording this before the meeting happens. But um, th- I don't think there's going to be a call to action. I think it was just like let's let's get together and make sure we're not. I don't think it's like let's let's figure out what we should do about Sean Miller's employment. That's not my interpretation of what's going on. I think it's just like hey, there's some shit going on out there. We should probably talk about this as a group, right? And so they're getting together. So they're going to monitor the situation. They're monitoring the situation. (laughs) Okay, there we go. Okay, so that checks out. That is the one. Um, Arizona, to reiterate, uh, the the reason we find this so fascinating is that uh, Schleybach, pretty obviously at this point, does not have the wiretap. Yes, he never had had the wiretap. Yes. However, Max Kellerman... That's not to say that Sean Miller was not dropping bags, and that's what's so funny about it all is that we're just we're, you and I are just along for the ride. We're not taking sides with anything. We think it's funny that Schleybach talked about a wiretap that doesn't exist. We also think it's funny that Sean Miller's out here like denying things. It's funny when everyone's wrong. Yeah, and, and at this and, yeah, time, and everyone's wrong. Everybody's a loser, <laughs> yeah, and so I'm just sitting right. on the sidelines eating my popcorn like. I love the show. Yes. And Dickie V is like, oh! <laughs> he might be the biggest <laughs> loser of all. <laughs> Come on the pod, Dickie V. We love you. <laughs> Open invitation. Uh, all right, moving on, number 15. We got to, we got to, how are we on time, Kyle? Oh, we're about an hour in. This is uh, ridiculous. Um, how do I say goodbye? Oh, yeah, Coach Capel. Farewell. To, not Coach Capel, dude, Stallings. 
He's out of my life forever. I thought you were Coach K singing to, to Coach Capel. You missed that. We He's like, I got no recruits in the next class. No, how dude, do I do I'm, this? I'm singing to Kevin Stallings, who is out of my life probably forever. I don't see how Kevin Stallings comes back from these two years. Of, Which is the greatest question. Who will come who back can, to basketball first? Richard Pitino or Kevin, Kevin Stallings? Stallings? Get your bets in now. That's a prop bet. that I. That's a, that's a stay away bet. That, that one's a stay away. I kind of want someone to hire Stallings uh, on an NBA franchise, especially one that's kind of uh, like the Kings. Like mm-hmm. just somewhere where there's like some guys like Willie Cauley Stein, just some people that kind of do their own thing. And they're like, hey, Stallings, will you go work with the big men and go work with Cauley Stein? Will you take Cauley Stein <laughs> over to the side and say, I'll fucking kill you? <laughs> He's like throwing the basketball at him. They're like, hey, Kev, reel it in. Reel it in, Kev. Come over here. Uh, so my only notes on Pitt. Pitt is our number 15 team. They hired Jeff Capel to to – clean up the mess that Kevin Stallings left. And it's very confusing because Pitt, for the first time probably ever in the history of the program, Pitt basketball is cool. Uh, it's a very weird feeling. Yes. That is not the Pitt basketball brand that I'm used to. And I'm not just saying that we're used to them sucking. I don't even care if they win or lose. No matter what happens, win or lose, Pitt basketball was, it was never— grit. It was They grit. were grit. They yeah. were never, ever the cool team. They were never making Mac Miller tribute videos and and having the fire-ass uniforms with the script Pitt and the, Navy, the, the royal blue with the gold. Like, yeah. They're, They're building cool. a brand. They're yes. very, very cool now, and it's very bizarre for me as uh, someone who's watching this from afar. But ha- having said all that, they are not going to be good this year. And as Jeff Capel said, this is a new era. Uh, and again, he'll probably start next season by saying this is a new this era a new because era. that'll be his real first year. This is like him inheriting a team that basically all wanted to leave after what Kevin Stallings did. Capel's in such a great spot because no matter, I mean, he, he could legitimately. It'll be year seven. He's like, it's going to take. Listen, it's going to take some time to get to fix that mess that I was left with. And every single Pitt fan's going to be like, it was a big mess. I mean. Probably is going to take some more time. Seven years, probably not enough. I mean, I mean, and the players that still are there, I mean, they're like, I have PTSD. I have post-traumatic Stalin's, Stalin's disorder. disorder. <laughs> I mean, like, I've I've gotten the ball thrown at me and been beaten up for the past season, so I'm tired. So Pitt is number 15. We're we're, we're going to monitor them. Uh, we're not going to necessarily follow them day to day. but It's uh, more we're recruiting. The, we're watching the recruiting. Big, yeah. yeah, the big picture Pitt thing is why they're so high on it. This specific team, not going to be good. They're still... They're still a year away from being a year away. <laughs> and storylines will, will be coming out now. Julius yeah. Peppers is going to visit Pitt basketball yeah. for some reason. I mean, We're going to start seeing like guys that. like that yeah. that are like, they have no ties to Pitt that yeah. are just suddenly like, yeah. Kanye West is in Jeff like, Cable's office. Like Zach Randolph was recruiting James Wiseman from Memphis. Did yeah. you see that? The picture yes. of, of they, they flew like, him. how the fuck? How First of happen? all, Zach Randolph's in the NBA, so how yeah. did he like get away to fly to Memphis for that? That was amazing. Well, we're going to talk about Penny. Uh, moving on, number 14, and uh, uh, Virginia Tech, back-to-back tournaments for the first time since 85 and 86 last year. Uh, Buzz Williams left Marquette for Virginia Tech at the time. I thought he was out of his mind to do that. Um, not, not about his mind. The only team last year, by the way, to beat Virginia in the ACC. Beat him in overtime. People forget that. Yes. Yeah, so. And a very tough team. Buzz Williams, remember, got his hair back. That was like he his did. big move. He brought the hair back. And now he's wearing the glasses. He's looking more and more like Roy Williams, like a young Roy Williams. Like, mm. And he's got more of a southern accent. He's really hamming it up down there yeah, in the ACC country. He knows what he's doing. Uh, the big thing for them, their team is basically coming back. Everyone that you will remember, Chris Clark. Uh, a guy that we both really liked in this program just came out. This is, I'm looking at this right now. Just suspended indefinitely for the Ooh, Virginia Tech. So team. one game. 
Coach K. <laughs> yeah, one, that's one, right. One game. You're right. I forgot Coach K made that. Uh, you, yeah, so he's only going to precedent miss, has been set. That's one game. Yeah, he's, he's only going to miss one game. Uh, but this team is great. Uh, Buzz Williams has been he he's been in every one shining uh, moment the past two years. Is basically revving up his team for like the next journey. Right. But this is a learning lesson. Now we're going to come back and really going to answer for this. And last year I was like, they might make a run in the tournament. Are they going to play defense though? Is the question. Yes. That's the issue. Yes. They, they can score. They're a very good offensive team. Um, we worry about the defense. I worry about the defense. You don't worry about the defense. You're, you're, you're one of those millennials, Tate, that oh just likes God. to see the scoring and the running up and down. And the, I, I'm an old school guy who knows basketball. So for me, I still need to see some defense being played out there. And Justin Robinson, <laughs> dark horse ACC player of the year pick. Yep. And a guy that can put 25 on anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Virginia Tech. That, that's all you're really Can you guard mean? anybody, though? <laughs> that's the question. <laughs> okay, back to offense. Back to, <laughs> Uh, number thirteen, a team uh, that exists. A team that exists. Auburn lost Mustafa Heron, their leading scorer, transferred to St. John's for for hardship uh, uh, to be closer to his family. Um, they do have Bryce Brown back. Austin Wiley is eligible, who who had to sit out last year as they were figuring out stuff, so so to speak. Um, your thoughts on Auburn Tate? Purifoy's back. Wiley's going to start. So yep. that, those are two guys that we really care about. Bryce Brown, Jared Harper. Uh, I just think it's amazing after all this stuff came out and after all the Bruce Pearl stuff that we remember from Tennessee. And even last year going into the season, we were talking about him and all the implications of what could come. Bruce Pearl has pretty been, he's been unscathed by all this. Like he's pretty much just stayed in his little Under Armour corner and mm-hmm. just kind of let it all play out. And now I think if Bruce Pearl was in the tournament, people that, the the innocent bystander that's a fan is like, Oh, I remember Bruce Pearl from Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Wayne Chisholm, the headband guys. Cool. They're back in the turn. Like, you know. Yeah. And I, and I think he's gotten past all the, oh, we, you know, we can't, you know, support this in college basketball because there's other people involved. Again, deflection wins in the end. And that's to say nothing of what he did when he was at Iowa with uh, Deion Thomas, who uh, just just go good. Go Google that. I like to give our I like to give our audience homework, by the way. So just just go Google the Bruce Pearl Deion Thomas story if you're not aware of that. That That's what started. He, he basically snitched on Deion Thomas and then uh, who was – yeah, who was going to go to Illinois? He was recruiting him. Deion Thomas goes to Illinois, and then and then he said he got paid. He's, to go. but, he's yeah. butthurt that he didn't land Deion Thomas, so he snitches to the NCAA, and then yeah, and then he Darren Craft barbecue in Tennessee, and then and then yeah, these things just keep popping up at Bruce Pearl, but he paints his chest. He he's out there smiling with the fans, and he 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 gets the crowd. He'll going. be on college game day yeah. one one time this season, and everyone will be going everyone crazy with him. him. They'll have the fat heads of him. He'll be in an. That's what he suit. does best. Yeah, he um, loves it. Number 12. The flavor flavor of college basketball. Number 12. Are you talking about Bruce Pearl? Yes, Bruce Pearl. I, I, thought, I thought you were moving on with me when I said number 12 and you said the flavor <laughs> flavor. I thought you were Steve talking Alford. about Steve Offord. I was like, what? <laughs> Sorry, what? UCLA, Steve Offord firmly on the hot seat. Would you agree? Yes. He's got to be. This yes. is Because this is a year that uh, UCLA should be very good. They uh, Chris Wilkes came back. Jalen Hands came back. Um, they have a decent recruiting class. Not even decent. They have a very, very good recruiting class. They have no seniors on this roster. They lost Holiday. They lost Welsh. They lost uh, uh, Golliman. Gor- Gorgie Golliman. Yeah, they, they lose him. Um, so this is a big year for, for Steve Offer because he he has a very, very good team, Tate. The, the Pac-12 is there. Arizona is not as good. Um, Oregon is young. Oregon has a lot of transition going on with basically it's Peyton Pritchard and a bunch of freshmen. Um, so this this is the year I think for Steve Offord, and if he doesn't get it done, eesh. and Mark Gottfried is already 
started have you, have you seen Especially, this he came out and said i mean it's something like ucla hasn't won a title in 50 years i'm sorry what yeah he like he's like taking shots at ucla like which obviously they asked offered about um this is this is what i had. <laughs> and and offered responded to it uh you know and which is basically you know it was like his jim herrick is obviously there with mark right. Godfrey. we talked about this so they were taking shots at ucla i think in conjunction thinking no one again Who's going to listen to us? Because right. we're doing media at Cal State Northridge. It right. got back to Steve Alford, and he made some comments back. So I do like the idea of Mark Gottfried and Steve Alford having like a little feud back and forth. He's number one on every single Yahoo, ESPN. If you look at like college basketball coaches on the hot list, it's always Steve Alford. Everyone's already talking about it. And as we've seen before, when you're at a big program like that and you continue to be in the middle of the pack and you go into a season and people are talking that way, he doesn't seem like a fit at UCLA, having been at you UCLA. Said, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is a great point. He's just not... I, my brother visited me out here in in, in L.A. Uh, when I I got in here, got settled. He came last weekend, and my brother he he hasn't been in L.A. in like ten years. And I was like, "What do you want to do?" He's like, "Honestly, I know this is dumb, but I kind of want to do some touristy bullshit." And I was mm-hmm. like, "That's that's cool. It makes sense." So we like drove around Hollywood, and then we drove in through Beverly Hills, and we were over there by Westwood and all this kind of stuff. And my brother's just like, "This is nuts! How much money there is! How nice this is!" It's like. Whatever he's he's saying all the things that you would expect a guy from the Midwest to say about this, and then I stopped him. I was like, Ryan, you're from Indiana. Uh, how do you feel looking around right now? How does it feel to think to, to think that this entire enterprise that you're looking at at UCLA's campus is being run by a man from Newcastle, Indiana? Exactly. And he's like, That's a great point. This is not fit. The, the, this idea that that a man from Newcastle, Indiana, is running the whole empire because of UCLA. I, I think the, the it all comes down to UCLA is a bigger this huge brand that you have to be a CEO. You mm-hmm. know, you're not a basketball coach; you're a CEO. So someone like, I mean, as much as Muscleman is a great basketball, Ben Howland coach, wasn't a good fit either. By the way, yeah, it, it's over because <laughs> he's a bat like he's, he's a good basketball coach, yes. but it's just like that's right. I don't like, I don't even know if no. Steve Alford's a great basketball coach. I won't even go that far to say that. But it, it is a lot more outside of basketball that, that he has to, on his hand. Even just watching how he had to deal with the media right. after the game, I'm like, my goodness, this is a bit bigger media scrum a, situation than who says no Duke or North Carolina. Who says no Pitt and UCLA? Trade straight up Jeff Capel for Steve Offord. I mean, Jeff Capel would, that? he would, I mean, UCLA, <laughs> let me just tell you folks, they win 15. You thought that John Wooden and Sam Gilbert did some things? Yeah. Say goodbye. Think, College basketball, that's the breaking point. Jeff Capel, I know. UCLA. I know. And Steve Offord would be a perfect fit at Pitt. That's like, that's like great <laughs> for him, dude. Um, Anyway, UCLA. Uh, I, I I'm very excited for Chris Wilkes. He's he's awesome. Former Indiana Mr. Basketball. Love those guys. Uh, so. Tiger we got, Campbell. We get to game over there. Tiger yeah. Campbell, great yeah. game, a great name coming in with them. Jalen Hands, Chris Wilson. Tiger with the Y. Yeah, Tiger uh, with the Moving y. on, number 11, the team that you think is going to win the Pac 12, the Oregon Ducks, Team Nike. What? What's that face? I mean, I think I'm between UCLA and Oregon, but oh, after so, we yeah, did, no, no, just keep going. Just list them all. We just talked all about the teams? We just talked about it to Steve Offord, and I'm like, there's no way UCLA is going to win. Uh, <laughs> I, I like Peyton Pritchard. I've said that a million times. I like mm-hmm. a point guard, like a true point guard on the team, especially with these young guys. Pritchard can get Bull Bull the ball again. I've only seen Bull Bull in highlights. I've never seen him play a full game. I, I haven't can't even seen a, his highlights. But what I have seen is the box score from the scrimmage against Kansas State, where Bull Bull played 24 minutes and had one rebound. Sounds a lot uh, like Laurie Markkinen. That's worrisome. Like yeah. like college version. He's of like Markkinen. a he's like a seven two three man three point shooter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's he like, plays small forward. That's kind of the problem with all these guys that come in. They all want to you know be three point shooters. Carl Towns complained about it at Kentucky. I can see Bull Bull doing that. I do like Dana Altman as a coach. I think he's the best coach. If you if you ask me of those Pac twelve guys between Hopkins, Alford, and Dana, it's like I'm going to take Dana Altman every time. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take the best coach. I'm not saying that they're going to be the best team. 
even though I guess I just did. Yeah. Uh, but you, Nike, you literally said that when Nike I asked you about, University. When Nike I, University. You literally when I asked you if Washington's the best, I literally asked you is, who's the best team in the Pac-12. You said Oregon, but that's okay. No, it's okay. Work your way out of this. We want to watch. I think this. I said no, UCLA. I want to watch this. Go, go. We've been talking so long. I think I said UCLA, but I can't even remember at just, this point. Just keep, just list them all at some Look, point. It, this is West Coast basketball. Uh, yeah, Can we cares? move on? Can we move on. <laughs> let's move on to a team that's. We definitely, did a whole podcast on it. You could go back and listen. Let's move on to a team that's definitely not a West Coast team. Uh, Gonzaga. <laughs> Eastern, uh, Eastern Eastern Washington, Washington like is not the West Coast. Yeah. That's good. Um. So, news out of Gonzaga is that Killian Tilly is out for eight weeks. He stress fracture in his ankle, I believe, is yeah. what's going on. And this isn't a problem in the sense that he's going to be fine. Like, ultimately, what this what matters is that Gonzaga is good for the NCAA tournament, and it, their conference is a joke. We all know this. It's no disrespect to all the other teams in that conference, but you fucking suck. Mm. And um, Except we, for St. Mary's. And BYU. Okay. What a, <laughs> oh. <laughs> But the concern is this state that he, uh, uh, Tilly will be back for the conference season. He'll have plenty of time to kind of get going for the. But the, isn't this good? Now Zach Collins problem, can start. Yeah, right? Zach Collins. Can we get Zach Collins in there? Finally, at long last. Uh, but the, the 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 problem is that Gonzaga has a loaded, an absolutely loaded non-conference schedule because they have to. They 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 that's know how, that's yeah, how it's, it's quadrant talk. Yeah, they, they there might not be there. They might be in a one bid league this year. They're, they might be the only team that makes the NCAA tournament. So. Um, they loaded their 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 non-conference schedule. They have uh, they are are playing Texas A&M on November fifteenth. Texas A&M is not going to be that great, but they are playing a, a a legitimate team. They're going to to Maui to play Arizona or Iowa State. Um, they they will play the winner of that. They will play Duke and Maui probably in the championship game. They're playing Washington at home. They're playing Tennessee and Phoenix. They're playing at North Carolina in De- December fifteenth. We will be there. We will be there. Yes. Um. So that's the rundown of like non-conference games they have to play, and Killian Tilly is going to miss all of them. Uh, that's tough. I think the good news is that Arizona. I, I think they'd rather play Arizona than mm-hmm. Iowa State, probably, just because mm-hmm. Iowa State I think is going to be better. They got some guys coming back. I like that team better than Arizona. I forget who they play in the first. Kyle looked that up. Who does Gonzaga play in the first round of the of the Maui Invitational? But continuing to yeah, I love that. Uh, and I think you we were texting you texted me about Tilly being hurt last night, and I said if they get out of their five hundred. Of those games between like if they can maybe split one of those games between Duke and North Carolina and Tennessee and Washington, like, yeah, those are the uh, four. Those They're, are the four games. Yeah. yeah, like if they can get out of there two and two, I think everyone will understand they missed Tilly in those games. Yeah. I think this will be the real test. There's been a lot of people that think Hachimura is going to be a preseason Player of the Year or or end up being one of the best players in the country. I like him. I, he's raw. I, you know, you could say it's that, just, but I want to. I want to see that. Like it's, I want to see that flushed out. It's just out. extrapolation, is what it is. It's like he play, he averaged twenty minutes a game, and do you think they think he's points, Zach Collins? So now, yeah. <laughs> like, like does well, Zach Collins also, change his name? He also led Gonzaga in scoring last year uh, in the conference season. So yeah. like he he had he, he finished the year really hot, but, but they he, had other guys that were good. Yeah, so they, exactly. he wasn't the number one. Option. He was playing behind Jonathan Williams, who yeah. is now in the rotation, for playing the Lakers. on the Lakers, wild, one of their better it? players yeah. off the bench. So Hachimura, now now you get your chance. Jonathan Williams has gone to the league. Uh, Tilly's going to be hurt, but that that's the concern. Uh, Gonzaga is going to be absolutely stacked. Regard like if 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 Tilly was healthy, we're talking about maybe the best starting five in college basketball in the sense of just how they play together, their 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 talent, their their chemistry, their experience, all that kind of shit. Um, and Mark Few's one of the best coaches. And Mark Few's a great coach. So uh, I was I was really really excited for what we were going to see from them in the non conference schedule. They're still going to be competitive. Killian Tilly's being out does not mean that they're going to get they're going to you know people are going to wipe the floor with Gonzaga. That are any good? That's not going to happen. They're going to beat some of these good teams. They're still going to be great. The concern is just like we're not going to see 
we're we're going to go into the NCAA tournament basically having no idea how good Gonzaga actually is, and that sucks because I hate doing that with Gonzaga. But we get Perkins and Norvell, and they're going to be more guard orient, oriented right. early on. So we're going to see if those guys can carry the load like we saw in the past. Yep. Uh, moving on, number nine, a team that is not going to be very good, but who cares? Who gives a shit? We're talking about the Memphis Tigers, and I I, I want to say this, Tate. I was going to prep for Memphis like I did with all these teams. I wanted to, you know, we're jotting down some notes. We're offering some stats, some fun little figures we have here. Uh, for these previews, I want to try a social experiment with myself with Memphis, where I don't I don't actively seek out anything about Memphis all season, and I just like filter whatever finds its way to me via headlines, and that is my perception of Memphis basketball at all times. I think that's what I want to go with, and and people are saying that's very lazy, uh, and it probably is. But um, I just want to try. I just want to. I want to. I want to feel what it would feel like to be basically like Simmons, mm-hmm. and like I want to put myself in his shoes. Like I don't follow any of this. I just kind of things just kind of pop up onto my radar every so often. That's how I want to live with this Memphis. Oh, just, Bruce Pearl's back. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to see what happens. Um, so that that's what I'm doing, and and I just want to announce that to the world. So people, if 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 you tweet at me in February and you're like, how about those Memphis Tigers? Like I'll see it, and that'll help me understand what's going on with Memphis. But don't expect any takes from me on Memphis. I am I am just absorbing the Memphis experience. I'm offering no opinions on anything. I'm taking all year. I'm collecting all sorts of headlines, all the tweets, all the every commentary on everything else. I'm not going to watch a single game, and I'm just going to try to experience it that way. And we're going to see what happens. Because again, my plan. Uh, next year will be Penny's first year. Right, right. That will be the first when James year James Wiseman Penny, gets on campus. That will, that will be his real first year. Uh, I'm looking at ESPN.com, and you know they they do these feature stories. Uh, this was just posted not too long ago. The headline is. Penny Hardaway comes home. Mm. And so, I mean, it's exciting. There's a picture of Penny. It's like him walking into his office for the first time. Oh, yeah. Um, And, you know, that's sweet. And I love the story of Penny Hardaway coming home. And I'm starting to read this thing as you're talking. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is the start of the second paragraph. Use his real name. Penny Hardaway is running late, as is his habit. He is one of the last coaches through the gym side entrance and into his seat plopping down between retired NBA veteran Mike Miller and former NBA player and head coach Sam Mitchell. Wait, what? Now his assistants at Memphis. Wait, what? Penny Hardaway is late everywhere? He's the anti-Tom <laughs> Coughlin? Is that what you're telling me? As is his habit. As is his habit. And he sneaks in through the side. It's like, See, you I know, love this. This is, he's still treating it like he's the player. Right. This is what I mean. Genius. This, this is how I want to. How do you relate the player? Be the player. This is how I want to experience Memphis basketball all year. It's like, I don't want to actually watch the games. I don't want to see how. I, I just want, I want to have no idea how, how Penny is as a coach other than reading shit like that. That's how I want to form my opinions all year. And that's what I'm doing. And I'm sorry if, if you're offended by that, Memphis fans. Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> sorry, we're not sorry. And it's it's exciting for people in Memphis. It's exciting for Chris mm-hmm. Vernon. It's exciting for Chris Gary Parrish. Very like all the people in Memphis, like you have. I made the mistake when I was back. when I was in when I was in Memphis, uh uh driving out here and I stopped to watch the Grizzly preseason game. I was sitting with Verno and I made the I made the mistake of asking it, just basically bringing up Penny and oh my god. Then I was like, Oh, oh Penny. And then then I looked at my watch and I was like, here goes the next fucking forty five minutes. Here we go. And Vernon just he's he's so excited. He should be. Yeah. You deserve it, Vernon. Yeah. We love you. Go to Top Golf with we Penny. Love you. Conley's coming. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, Tate. I will let you have the floor for team number eight. Team number eight, the North Carolina Tar Heels. Mm-hmm. You talked about the best one two punch in basketball. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about 
the three-headed monster of seniors. Mm -hmm. uh, a program that's built on grooming players to get mm -hmm. to a certain level, to teach them a game of basketball. Something that's been lost eight <laughs> miles down the road. Something mm -hmm. that they've forgotten about. Mm -hmm. uh, but we have Kenny Williams, Luke May. A guy that I'm still... Uh, Luke May, Luke May is, best player in the country. No, Luke May is someone that I still have to be proved that he's good at basketball. I still, I still haven't quite believed that yet. And Cameron Johnson, a guy who transferred from Pittsburgh, uh, who's now a senior. And then they have the three freshmen on the other side of that, uh, Nazir Little, uh, who's probably the highest. I mean, talked about the okay. highest recruit that we've had okay. in a long time. Where I believe he's going to be a star. Harrison Barnes, best since Harrison Barnes, better be than Harrison Barnes. See, better than Harrison Barnes. Ooh, okay. Harrison is someone that I watch a lot, and I was like. Everyone kept telling me, well, he dominated Michael Kidd Gilchrist. And I'm like, I still doesn't, they're not selling me. This year, little dominated Zion Williamson. And I, be, I believe like, that. Yeah. I believe it. 28 points in the McDonald's All American game. MVP. Yep. Kobe White, one of my mm -hmm. favorite players in North Carolina, uh, broke my great uncle's record, scoring record. Just a, a great guy, great kid. One of my friends was his coach at a camp not too long ago. He was six years old playing with the 10 year olds, and he was still better than everyone. I believe in small kids that grow up to be 6'4 <laughs> and become stars. Uh, sort of like, I don't know, saw my shoes, Michael Jordan. I don't know. Someone like me? Yeah, someone like you, Mark Titus, yeah, okay. of course. Uh, so I love the freshman. Then Leaky Black is the other one, uh, who's a 6'8". A uh, guy that can play the one through five. Okay. Who's a point guard. And I like all of those pieces. And then I forgot that we have three real big men on the bench. Sterling Manley, a guy that you know from oh, Pickerton, okay. Ohio. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Huffman, another guy who can come off the bench. That was a one time a four star from Word of God. Uh, and then Cameron Johnson, who started all So last you're telling year. me depth is what I'm telling you, Mark Titus, and a team that is constructed <laughs> with an actual thought behind it, not a backdrop, a thought, a real team. That's what North Carolina is this year. I'm worried about a true point guard starting. But I forgot to mention my seventh son, my savior, mm. Seventh Woods, who is finally healthy, a man that took over the internet. You think about Mac McClung, you think about that, think about the originator of that. And not really the originator, <laughs> but the originator in my heart, Seventh Woods. And I'm excited for him to be healthy. I'm excited about this team. And you know what I really like? No one wants to talk about North Carolina. And I like that people yeah. other than me. And yeah. look, I'll talk to myself. It's I don't okay. even like to talk Keep about North talking. Carolina. Everyone anymore. already fast forwards to this part. I know Go it's ahead. done. It's, it's fine. Fun. Good for Roy. You saw the chart from Kim Palm. Averages three NCAA tournament wins with the 27 wins a year. Best in the country. Give this man his due. Uh, so I'm done. So I'm done, Kyle. You're telling me that North Carolina has a full roster. Congratulations on that. Of stars. Yeah, congratulations. Nine deep of stars. They have 13 scholarship players. That's awesome. Uh, cool. Guess what I did really mention? Alex O'Connell. I think Carolina is going to actually be really good. I, we, we did a podcast uh, in the summer where I, I made you talk about North Carolina because I was like, I was doing research in the summer. I was like, yeah, they're going to be, Carolina is actually going to be pretty good. I, so um, I'm, I'm with you. I think it Carolina's going to have a good team. It kind of reminds me of the 95 through 98 era of Carolina basketball. They didn't win any titles, but they went to three final fours. I, think, I feel like this is, we're in that swoon period. I think the key guys. is Luke May understanding that he's not the best player on the team. Luke May knows he's not the best player on the team. But does he understand it? Yes. He knows it. But does he understand it? Coach, That's the difference. Coach Roy is looking at Luke, and he's like, Luke, you can I know mean, it. God darn it. I mean, you've been killing it the past few years, but you better pass that ball to Kobe White yeah, right there. But does he want to pass the ball? Because we, yes. we, we don't want Luke May to pass the ball. We want not, Luke May to want to pass the ball. We're not talking about Jason Tatum. <laughs> we're talking about Luke May. A yeah. guy that, he makes the right play. That's the thing with this Carolina yeah. team. They all yeah, know all right. how to play basketball. It's not a show for themselves. Do they, and they, do they have Wofford on the schedule this year? Yeah, that's the oh, only game I'm worried uh, about. <laughs> I'm worried about that Wofford game. I'm excited for us to be in Chapel Hill together to 
see the Gonzaga game. Though. Yeah, we I'm, will be there. I'm excited to. Uh, yeah, and Shaka Smart in Las Vegas. I'll be there for that game too. Oh wow! See Shaka in person. So uh, uh, a warning, heads up that we're gonna get a lot of. I was at that game from Tate Frazier. Well, I was at that game. I was at that game. So <laughs> let me listen. I know what you might have seen on TV, but I was as someone who was at that game. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, number seven, the team that everyone's picking to win the Big Ten, uh, Michigan State. I. I I've said it. I'm a broken record with this. We were we were very upset with what Tom Izzo did with the team last year. They should have been the best team in the country. I thought uh, he just basically was too scared to sit Nick Ward. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of off court stuff. A lot of drama. How much of it is Izzo's fault depends on where you fall and how you feel about some of the things. Whatever. Who cares? They were. It was. It was. It was not a great season. They still won 30 games, which is very weird to think about. That that. Michigan State won 30 games, and it felt like a complete disaster. It felt like a colossal disappointment. Yeah, it felt like a complete disaster of a season. There was um, a time in February we thought that Tom Izzo may be on the hot seat. Like, he may get fired. Dude, I, I really thought he was going to— I was, like, prepping, writing the column that Tom Izzo was, had just gotten fired. I was, mm-hmm. like, mentally prepared, like, what is my angle going to be on this column that I'm going to write? Um, and then he didn't get fired, and I was like, oh, thank God, I don't have to work now. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Should we just do a podcast and talk about it? <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Oh, thank God. Please, coaches out there, if you're a good coach, please do not get fired because that means more work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather just bullshit on a podcast than have to write a thought out column. Uh, but Tom Izzo's back. He, he's, he put the pass behind him. Uh, he is pissed off. He, at Big Ten Media Day, was was talking about being l- looped in with, with the, a huge collar. Yeah, yeah, he huge had the collar. massive Colangelo collar. Yeah. And he, he was he was pissed off about the, uh, uh, the the graphic that ESPN puts on up there with Larry Nasser and him and, and trying to tie Izzo in. As and though D'Antonio, the three yeah, of them, yeah. As though Izzo was They're on the cahoots. same level yeah. Yeah, as Nazar. So Izzo's really pissed off about that. I'm excited about that. Like that makes me think like Tom Izzo's back. He's got his mojo back. He's he's coming. He's bringing the football pads back to the practices and beating the shit out of the players and toughing them up and like yeah, let's get it. Mm-hmm. Gritty Big Ten basketball. We're doing it. Uh, but then Michigan State's roster just doesn't doesn't uh, wow me. I mean, like we know the names. We know Nick Ward. We know Cassius Winston. We know Langford. We know Matt McQuaid. Like these are these are names we know. Michigan State's probably the best team in the Big Ten, but I don't think I'm I'm just very down on the Big Ten, and. I don't know. It's it's hard for me to get excited about teams that are very clearly not as good as they were the year before. Well, I'll put it that way. Their team is the leftovers. Yeah. It's basically a hodgepodge of guys that were going to be the role players to help these five star guys mm-hmm. get to the next level. Now they're all still there. Langford is a guy that was highly recruited. They thought would be something. We know who Langford is at this point. I think he's their best hope for making that leap. Cassius and him, if yeah. they like really step up, and you're like, oh, Josh Langford Cassius, can be a primary option. I should say I should apologize to Cat. I've 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 had a weird thing with Cassius Winston where I I'm not I feel like I'm not fair to him enough because he's he's a much much better player than I ever give him credit for. Like last year, I was saying he shouldn't be the point guard; he should be the shooting guard. But it was mostly just because I wanted Nick Ward out of there, and I was trying to figure out the best way to to. All we wanted all to do was put Jackson at the five. That's really it. Yeah. And I was like, just get Nick Ward out and figure it. Out. And I thought the solution might be put Tum Tum at the point guard and slide Cash to the two and put Langford at the three and then put yeah. Miles at the four and then put. Jared but then I was like, five. maybe McQuaid at the two and Cash can run the. It doesn't matter. Just get Nick Ward the hell out of this game. And then and trying to figure all that out, I I arrived at basically being. Not respecting that Cassius Winston is really good and uh, is a very good scorer, averaged like eight assists a game last year or something like that, seven. So, uh, so yeah, he, he's a very good player. I view Nick Ward as Debo from Friday, uh, like in practice, and finally Tom Izzo got the brick and he, yeah. and he knocked him out. Yeah, and the the best part is that Izzo can't really, like last year he could have maybe sort of 
theoretically, we know he couldn't, but theoretically, he could have said something to Nick Ward. This year, he's fucked. Like, Nick Ward <laughs> is the team. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to ride with Nick Ward all season. Maybe like, he knew that guy. the whole time. He's yeah. like, I got I to gotta be nice to him, too. It is what it is. So, uh, Michigan State, uh, they'll be fine. They'll win a ton of games. The Big Ten isn't that great, like I said. Um, they're, they, I, I could see them surprising Kansas in the, the Champions Classic. That just feels like a thing that would happen where, like, like I don't think they're going to win, but I could see it being like a semi-close. Because on paper, I'm looking at this game on paper, I'm like, Kansas should win by 20, honestly, with the talent. And the Kansas is very, very good. We'll get to them in they're a second. They're also very, very young. So they're young, be, and yeah. they've got like the new pieces and stuff. And I could see like like Winston and Ward and Langford playing out of their minds. And then McQuaid like, goes four for seven from the three-point line, and and then they lose by seven. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, number six, the defending national champions, Villanova. Um, Phil Booth. Torched your Tar Heels in this close scrimmage. Always. What, how many do you have? Like forty something. Yeah. Uh, Basically, had a Malik Monk game against the Tar Heels. It is going to be. Scrimmage. It is going to be a down year for Villanova in the sense that we're talking about a program that has averaged thirty three wins a year for the last five years. I don't think they get to the thirty three win mark this season, but they are still very good with Phil Booth, the, the Carolina killer, with uh, Pascal, with Gillespie, with uh, uh, Quinterly. Mm. Interesting. We, we got our eye on him. <laughs> yes. Uh, Quinterly is a guy that's going to continue to come up, and we're going to see if uh, if Jay Wright will ever address the the, the, yeah. the elephant in the room or the five star in the room. Right. Uh, and we'll see if that happens. I saw a picture of them in New York, just like a, out and about, like walking around the city. And I sent it to you, and I said, "This team looks like the least intimidating team I've ever seen." Yeah. And then they played Carolina. They did not. Yeah. Beat the it was funny because because <laughs> this Villanova team does not pass the air what I call the airport test, which is. <laughs> You see a team yeah, walk, uh, by, walk like, by in the airport. You're no waiting good. for your flight, and then like a bunch of tall guys walk They look walk like by. Butler. Like yeah, when I saw them, exactly. I was like, is that Butler? Villanova did not pass the airport test based on this picture that Tate showed me, and then they beat the shit out of Carolina like two days later, and they're, they're going to be pretty good. Uh, <laughs> so the good news for Villanova, it, it, they're not as good as they were last year. Um, you know, I, we're, we're in an unprecedented run of Villanova basketball. I mean, like the bar's been set so high. This isn't – we're not criticizing Villanova. We're just saying – Probably going to take a step down. Big East isn't going to be as good though. Mm-hmm. You got your Xavier's in a state of flux. Uh, Marquette doesn't play defense. Um, they're still good programs. St. John's is going to be interesting, but uh, Georgetown is Georgetown. Um, so Villanova, Villanova has that going for them. Uh, I just, I, I think the most fascinating thing about all this is that this is a year where if this, if this team going into a season is going into a season five years ago everyone would be down on Villanova, I think. And Jay Wright has earned the benefit of the doubt, and everyone trusts that he's going to find a way. And it's it's amazing. Especially it's it's like the best redemption story in college basketball. Is that like This guy was a laughing stock, and now it's like, eh, Jay Wright's on the sideline. I trust him. They're going to be fine. He's the best coach in college basketball if you ask the regular person. Like yeah. the, the common person, it used to be, the idiots would say Calipari at one point after 2012, you know, they'd say, just because based on recruiting and stuff. But now everyone kind of, they've met in the middle of it all and they're like, right. okay, Jay Wright Jay is the, the best coach. Yeah. He's on both sides of the equation here. I want to shout out my dad, by the way, as, as I heard you say this. My dad, um, like when 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 he, when IU fans were first figuring out that Crean sucked and wasn't the man for the job, mm-hmm. this was like 2000. I mean, it was it was the the uh, 2013? 2013 team, yeah, yeah in 2013. Depot, yeah, my dad was riding the Jay Wright train hard. Not that IU was ever going to hire him at all, but he was. Uh, I was. We were just all like, we should fire Crean. We got to get rid of Crean. Whatever. My and and everyone's like, well, who would we hire at that point? People were like Billy Donovan. This my dad. My dad. Every time I talked to him, he's like, I love Jay Wright. And I was like, I don't know, Dad. I mean, he's good, but then they lose in the tournament every year. He's like, I just love watching those teams play. They're really good. So shout out to my dad. 
he he was onto something. Your dad's always on. My dad should have been the the AD at IU. Your dad's seen a lot of basketball. He knew yeah, what was going on. Yeah, yeah, he he definitely made the right hire. Well, the he rest of the he world, would have made the call. He'd be like, Jay, how you feeling in Philadelphia? Yeah. You ever been to Bloomington? When the rest of the world was down on Jay Wright, my dad was there and saying. He actually told me, he's like, I think they're going to win two national championships in three years. <laughs> I was like, no shit, Dad, wow. You're like, what year, like, Chris, Chris Jenkins is going to hit a buzzer beater. It's going to be awesome. He said 2015 me. through yeah. 2017. He had yeah. no idea they were yeah. going to play NC State in 2015. Yeah, that yeah. threw a wrench in the whole yeah. plan. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, speak, speaking of which, speaking of the Jay Wright, um, I, I have this hypothetical because we live, you and I love hypotheticals and what ifs. Uh, what, if, what if Jay Wright doesn't go to the 09 Final Four? What if, if, because I was looking at the thing, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up and read off some stats to today. Because speaking of like people being burnt out on him and all that kind of stuff, um, I was going to say this gives me a little bit of hope for someone like Mick Cronin as I was talking about all the bad things that have happened in the tournament. Because if you look at the teams that the Villanova great teams went up against, like that 05 team goes up against Carolina when yeah. they have Kyle Lowry, they should have won that game. Yeah. They were up eight, like, with like four or five minutes left. I remember I went to my room. I was calling Roy Williams a poindexter. I was like, I'm done with this guy. I can't even coach these guys. Why didn't we even right. bring him here? And we won the game and won the here, national title. I'm going to make the case that Scotty Reynolds <laughs> is the reason. Oh, I love Scotty. Scotty Reynolds is the reason that Villanova won two national titles in three years. And here's the case. Uh, Jay Wright takes the job in 01, goes to the NIT three straight years. Mm-hmm. They make the Sweet 16 in 05. In 06, they make the Elite Eight, and now he's cooking. It's like, Jay Wright's the guy. We we got it going. The next year they lose in the first round. They finish seventh in the Big East. They lose in the first round. The year after that they finish eighth in the Big East. Make the Sweet Sixteen. That's pretty good. And then two thousand nine comes. And let's say they go to the Final Four. They win thirty games. Obviously they're good. What if? What if in a world Scotty Reynolds is out that entire year? He has a Phil Booth injury. Yeah, he has the Phil Booth injury, mm-hmm. and Villanova goes twenty twenty one and, and ten. 10. Or, yeah, yeah, and that's their final. And they lose in the second round. Then after that. The next year, in 2010, they lose in the second round, win 25 games. The year after that, they they finish ninth in the big in the uh, Big East. They lose in the second round. The year after that, they go 13 and 19. The year after that, in 2013, they lose in the second round, finish seven, tied for seventh in the Big East. At this point, people are uh, and then after that, they start they they move to the new Big East. They're playing well. Um, but they still are like losing in the the second second round, not making the Sweet Sixteen. And is there is there a world where Scotty Reynolds gets hurt? An alternate universe: Scotty Reynolds get hurt. They don't make the Final Four. Villanova fans are like, "What the hell? We haven't been to the Sweet Sixteen in eight years, and we finish seventh in the Big East every year." And Jay Wright gets fired, and we never see these two national titles. That's that's my scary story to Villanova fans on Halloween. There and, you go. <laughs> and they all just they just looked over the Massimino family at yeah. dinner. Just looked <laughs> over at their titles, and they just said, "We're all right. We're doing yeah, good." You know what Villanova <laughs> fans said? They're like. Yeah, what if? <laughs> <laughs> yep, what if? Yep. <laughs> uh, my one thing with Jay Wright, he did say uh, during that down period that he was trying to recruit those Kentucky five-star guys, and that led him astray from his program. And now he's sitting at a point where uh, he's getting these five-star guys again, and it's got me a little concerned. I'm a little concerned. I know mm-hmm. people are excited because they've won two in three years. I'm concerned because they just got Quinterly, five-star yep. that was a little out of character. A little out of character. And then they just got yeah. this other guy in 2019, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. A guy yeah, that I was, saw this. Yeah, just committed. Who just yeah. committed them, who's another five-star guy. And I'm not saying that, of course, when you win titles, you get big recruits that want to come play for you. But Jay Wright's whole point was, I, lost, the case. I lost my way in 2011 trying to chase after the five-star yeah. guys. And I had to get back to the Archie Giacnos of the world. And I'm sure Gillespie's in practice, and he's like, he's like, Colin, how's it going? He's like, how's it going, coach? Why are you recruiting five stars? Yeah, exactly. Back I'll, to us. You're making the case that winning national titles was a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> you, good job, Jay. You screwed yourself, you just, dummy. Just stop playing us, Villanova. Stop. Uh, all right, we are down to the final five. 
Uh, we are an hour and a half into this podcast. God bless anyone who's listened to every second of these previews. Uh, I'm not. I don't think I've been listening to every second, to be honest with you. But we have we have made it to the final five teams. Uh, as as is college basketball tradition, everyone loves to talk about the final five. That top is five, the term. Top five, top five. <laughs> that is the term we use. Um, our number five team is a team that I was very high on, very very high on. Like bet national title, they're gonna win it all. High on. As of like two months ago, I'm selling all my stock. Uh, nothing personal, just business. The Nevada Wolfpack. Um, I've had a massive change of heart in Nevada, and it's I'm I'm on the Must bus. I love Must. I think Must is going to do big things. I think Must is going to have a decent year. I think Must is going to become UCLA's head coach, and I think UCLA is going. You know, the Must bus is going to roll on. Yes, it's this specific Nevada team that I'm worried about. Um, the reason to be excited is that everyone on their team seemingly has played four years of college basketball and has averaged 13 or more points a game at some point in their career. And the one guy who hasn't is, or there's two guys. One guy is Lindsey Drew, their four-year starting point guard. You love the Drew family. Mm-hmm. And uh, number two is the McDonald's All-American they just brought in. So it's like a it's, a, it's a stacked team on paper. But but they can't all score 13 points a game. That's not going to happen. Uh, the math just says that's impossible. And number two, they don't play defense for shit. And these are things that worry me. Those are some very worrisome things. And what we talked about was every single team, they need the guys uh, that will do the scrappy stuff. That will, the, the Gillespie's of the world, the past few seasons for Villanova, the guys that would just come into yeah. the game, do some scrappy stuff, get some loose balls. If you have all these guys coming off your bench that are like, I'm used to taking 10 shots and averaging 15 points a game, right. are they going to be willing to do that? There's only I, one ball. I believe... First off, I want to point out, I want to have two different versions. When they're good, I want them to be Nevada. When they're bad, I want them to be Nevada. Nevada, And I want Nevada. I believe in Nevada. I believe in the must bus. I believe in just must. That's his slogan this year, just must. Yeah. (laughs) Just must. Like, he's just must. Like, I'm just being must. must, Like, just being must. Just living my life. Uh, Just must doing must things. He he has the pedigree, and he has the understanding of how to win. Uh, I mean, I had no idea Tony Dungy was coached by his dad. He said he's intense, very intense. Eric is that guy. He's brought in all these transfers. He's the reason that Coach K hates graduate transfers. He's yes. terrified. This terrified. is the subplot we're, we're keeping an eye on. Terrified. If Nevada plays Duke in the tournament. It's Coach K's nightmare. Nightmare. The he does not want to play these guys to, because they're, yeah. they're real polished people that know how to play college basketball. Uh, he had, he does his thing, so he has a 10 push-up punishment. And a lot of times when you throw—everyone does this, high school, whatever. You make a turnover, you do 10 push-ups. But usually by yourself, um, every single person in the gym— when a turnover oh. happens, has to do 10 push-ups. Oh. And that is why, my friend, I will never leave the must bus. Yep. It's just must season. Let's go with that. They're going to have jack managers. <laughs> They're going to have a jack coach who's jack crazy, coach, yeah. and, they, and he's there. He's already <laughs> there. He, he ripped off his shirt four <laughs> times last year. Four times? He put he, he rips off his shirt every time there's a turnover in practice, and it's just it's just the thing. It's a whole the whole system is designed for him to just find ways to rip off his shirt. Yes, He's like I'm so mad, I'm in my feelings. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Also, the viral video's got to stop Musk. We love you to death. Stop it. We love we love the Musk bus, but yeah, we 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 need to get our hands. So I you're saw already the, going viral. I saw this quote after Washington beat them in Reno uh, without Noah Dickerson, as we said earlier. When we were talking about Washington. Musk said, and his his quote was something like, "This is the first time I have not raised my voice in a locker room since I've been here." And you're thinking like. You got blown out. Why didn't you? Don't you mean it's the first time you did raise your voice? He says, "No, this is the first time I didn't raise my voice in a locker room setting." He goes, "It's it's just not worth raising your voice because the performance I saw was just completely unacceptable and it just wasn't worth basically getting mad about." So that was his punishment. He was like, "You guys were so bad 
then I'm not even going to rip my shirt off and yell at you and be excited. I'm just going to calmly say, you fucking suck. I'm going to turn around and walk out. And that's your punishment. It's kind of like if your friend, yeah, it's it's like your friend's like a clown or something, and you don't ever look at him or watch him while he's entertaining. And then one time he comes in sad, you're like, "Hey, man, like you want to do something, do a trick or something." I don't know, like get like like a dog, like I don't know. They just want him. They want the coach to be happy. I just want must to be must. Just be must. He said, "I'm in my feelings." (laughs) Um, number four, we're moving right along. Wildcats, the Wildcats, Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, I, I got a theory for you, and and we, we we've talked about how Cal is excited about this year's team. Um, how you can always, you can always tell, you can always read the the tea leaves with Kentucky on how John or check Calipari your podcast feels. app and yeah, see that the podcast yeah. is back. If the podcast is back. If he's <laughs> he's if back he's, the pod. If back. he's loving doing the Just interviews, like us, if the yeah, pod's exactly. back. <laughs> the pod, the pod is fine. We're fine. That's all you need to know. Um. I have a theory on why Cal is so excited because if you look into this Kentucky team, you, you you know, like people that are lazy just say Kentucky's, I'm sure they got a ton of great freshmen and they're doing the one and done thing and it's just going to be the same Kentucky team as always. No. This team is not the same. This team, the freshmen are not actually that great. I mean, they're, they're, they're good. They deserve their billing as a, as a highly thought of recruiting class, but they are not loaded with the one and done guys. If you look up mock drafts, Kentucky is kind of nowhere to be found in the lotteries in the first rounds, you know? Um... So the reason I, I think that Cal is excited and the reason that he loves this team, Tate, is because John Calipari is ahead of the curve. Everyone, he's done the one-and-done game. That's what everyone's trying to do. We got Jeff Capel's going to Pitt now. Penny is at Memphis, and we're hearing all these stories about how Penny is beating Cal at his own game. He's stealing James Wiseman. Uh, this is this is what's going on. Cal is smarter than everyone. He's he is, he's flipped the script. He's done with the one-and-done thing. He just hasn't announced it to everybody. Yeah. And... That's why he's so excited because Reed Travis is going to be the best player that Kentucky on Kentucky's team. He's a graduate transfer from Stanford. Um, Cal is smiling and is happy because the whole world thinks he's playing one game and he's scheming, knowing that the knowing that the NBA is about to end the one and done thing. Offer him the king's job. <laughs> the NBA is about to let guys go straight out of high school, or at least you know he, he's smart enough to know that college basketball in five years the top 10 to 15 guys are not going to be able to be recruited. So he's practicing now. He's getting ahead of the curve. He's getting those second-tier guys. It's genius. That's why Cal loves his team. He knows something that no one else knows, but I know it. And we know it because we watched it happen. We watched Reed Travis get you know, recruited basically as if he was a five-star guy. And you got P.J. Washington, who secretly his dad is a coach of a great AAU program. And he brings P.J. in last year. P.J. is a four-star guy. He grooms him a little bit. And now P.J. is going to be a real contributor. And you look at Kentucky and you're like, wait a second, a sophomore guy that returned and a a, A graduate senior 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 from Stanford are going to be the guys that lead Kentucky? And the answer is yes. Yes. The only only pause that I have. Pause. uh, Pause. Someone asked his father, Reed Travis, um, and they were talking about the the expectation to win a national championship. And they mm-hmm. said, has any player ever faced a greater challenge than Reed Travis does in 2018-2019? <laughs> this is what someone asked his father in a, in a, in a Kentucky like basketball he's, article. He said, no, no one has. He, he said, when you put it in that perspective, it does sound like a pretty big load. <laughs> so when I hear that, I say, uh, maybe, maybe Reed Travis his was not father, ready for this. Uh, uh, <laughs> He's like, oh shit! He's like, what do you mean we got to win a title? Like, it's what we do. It's Big Blue. His father was Rick Pitino all along. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, yeah, that, that's uh, Kentucky. Kentucky's going to feel a little bit different, but um, they're going to be very good, and I'm excited. I cannot wait for the Champions Classic. Zion Williamson, Reed Travis, Kentucky, Duke. Oh, oh. speaking of... <laughs> yeah, loads. Speaking of loads. Uh, quite a load that you threw, that you gave John Calipari when he really... He's just stealing the idea yeah. from our boy Muscleman. That's really all That's really all he's doing. Yeah. He watched Muscleman in yeah. Nevada. He's like, he can win in Nevada? Yeah, cool. like, I'm, I'm, I'm making this case for Cal, and he's like, yeah, that's why I let <laughs> Penny take my recruits. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly why. Uh, our final three teams. Number three, Virginia. Um, a the team. Cavs. Everyone has sold every stock that they had in Virginia after the UMBC loss, and rightfully so. It happened. We uh, we're not going to pretend like it didn't happen. It was embarrassing. They lost by twenty. Uh, DeAndre Hunter at the time, at the time, it kind of made sense to us in the sense that uh, Lyles was the best player on the court when Hunter was out. Hunter was out for Virginia for that game. Virginia was a very different team. Having said all of that. There's there's no excuse for losing to a 16 team 16 seed by 20. So I I don't want to make it seem like I've at any point have made excuses for Virginia. I'm just trying to if you're trying to understand how it happened, DeAndre Hunter is a good place to start. Um, but it did happen. To I eight. love how many times you have gone through this whole mental gymnastics of defending because as it was happening, we both well, didn't understand. Okay, we'll, okay. We'll, we will never we let's, will never know. Let's flush it down. And here and here's 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 the point I really want to make. I just want to say DeAndre Hunter is the best player in college basketball, and I love this man. That's really the, the my roundabout way of getting there, and that's why I keep bringing it up and saying Virginia didn't have Hunter. Basically, I'm saying. Virginia lost because they didn't have DeAndre Hunter, and he is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did not play last year as much. He played like half the half of every game because of uh, Devin Hall and Isaiah Wilkins, and those guys deserve to play because that's just how college basketball works. It's like the Karnowski, Zach Collins thing, where it's like, yes, it doesn't really make sense on paper that your best player is only playing twenty minutes a game, but like actually, it kind of makes sense because your seniors got to play more. I don't know. It was one of those situations. But long story short. Hunter is what are national? Is, is there a way I can gamble on on national player of the year odds? Because I, I can't I can't envision a scenario where DeAndre Hunter is not like a first team All American. He's going Virginia is going to win probably. He's probably 30 like a hundred to one odds yeah. too. Yeah. He, he, Virginia is probably going to win thirty games this year. They're mm. probably going to dominate the ACC. They're gonna they're gonna have an insane defense with with Diakite and and Ty Jerome and Kyle Guy. They're gonna be insane on defense like they always are. Hunter is going to lead them in scoring, and he's going to be a guy who you can put on anybody. Like as soon as Kyle Guy is like not in Ty Jerome or not fast enough to keep a quick guard in front of him, they're just like ah oh, cool. We'll just put DeAndre Hunter on that guy. Problem solved, and that's it. And this is how they're going to play all year. And DeAndre Hunter is going to lead them in scoring, be their best defender for a team that's going to win thirty games and be a one seed and that's my that's all I'm going to say about I it. wish Lee Corso was here so he could say yeah. not so fast <laughs> and I say all that because his best friend on the team yeah. is a guy who will lead them in scoring and the guy who will be the face of the program and a guy who should have been the face of the program last year okay. but nobody wanted to give him the credit okay and that's Jerome Rome Rome Ty Jerome okay the the real point guard on this team the real leader of this team the best friend as I said of the best player on the team Talent wise, yeah, yep. not just basketball wise. Okay, basketball wise, not talent wise. Okay. Basketball wise, <laughs> Ty Jerome is the best player on the team. Uh, Ty Jerome is going to be great. Uh, they have every single piece of a team that you would want. Kyle Guy is kind of an afterthought, and he was quote unquote their best player last year. It, they had like a, a de facto, like they yeah. basically just put all the right. names in a hat, and they're like, all right, Kyle Guy's the face of our team because he's a leading scorer. He not, led the team in scoring. So not like, anymore. He's be the guy. Not anymore. Yeah. Ty Jerome, DeAndre Hunter, those are the two guys. And then Kyle Guy is a nice, nice little piece on the side. Nice little chip on the side. He, he's content. He just got married in the offseason. Everything's he's fine. Engaged. I looked this up. Oh, he's, he's engaged. Getting, he just got engaged. I thought he got married as well. Because I, I knew he got engaged. I thought he got married. He's getting married. Uh, do I have the date? Um, he's getting married. 
uh, I think it's next July in Hawaii. So he's got a yeah. lot on his he's plate. Time, is what yeah. I'm saying. He's got he's, a lot. He's on his playing plate. the wedding all yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's playing the wedding. So Ty Jerome, DeAndre Hunter of the Stars, Braxton Key transfers in. Uh, this is they've always had this weird transfer come in where you're like, I'm kind of excited to see what Austin Nichols would do. Right. Or, and then they would never play. Braxton yeah. Key's gonna yeah, play. It was weird how Austin Nichols did. What well, happened I mean, there? I mean, I'm just saying, like they always have. You know, probably gonna have to cut that. No, right? don't cut that. Leave it in, Kyle. That's funny. Jack Salt is back. So you Jack got like Salt. a six-year guy, and then you got uh, the Kiwi. I mean, yeah, Diakite off the bench. Like Diakite off the bench is kind of crazy to me that he can still come off the bench of this team. So the starting five is going to be Kyle Guy, Todd Jerome, Braxton Key, DeAndre Hunter, Jack Salt. That's a ridiculous starting five. Those guys are all. Pretty much primetime players in college basketball. Nasty. I could see Ty Jerome putting a forty rack on somebody. I could see <laughs> I could see DeAndre Hunter dunk it on somebody's mouth yeah. and just point it because they're, they're pissed. It's, it's a, not just that well, like they lost to a sixteen team, so they're pissed. So let's talk about this for a second. Is is there anything to the thought that that Virginia losing to UMBC and again here come the mental gymnastics? Was this maybe a good thing for this year's team in the sense that redemption? Now we have well the redemption thing. We're pissed off. But now when the tournament comes around this year, maybe they have nothing to worry about. Maybe it's like... That was worst-case scenario. You've hit the yes. worst-case scenario. You yes. already see what the nightmare looks like. They were shitting the their pants every year yeah. they went to the tournament yeah, because they knew they'd play a way that anybody could beat them. Yes. And then you fucked it up beyond repair, and guess now you have nothing to lose. Is I wonder if that has anything... I don't know. I, I, I'm honest, like... I am out on them in the tournament. Like I'm, I'm not dumb enough to when the tournament comes around. I'm not. I'm certainly not going to be singing their praises. I'm not that stupid. But I, I just, will be. I just want to explain to the America that Virginia is going to be absolutely nasty in the regular season, as they always are. Uh, if you think that losing to UMBC killed this program, you are sorely mistaken. And DeAndre Hunter is my favorite player in college basketball. That is my national title pick. I believe in the Virginia no Wahoos. That would honestly, and I think that they will come back and win a title. I honestly think that would be. The greatest story the greatest ever. Story. Yes. That's the story that everyone wins. And then UMBC wins. Like, the, no one can ever take that away from them. Virginia wins because it's like... You yeah. beat the national champions of the next year, yeah. basically. It's the same yeah. team. Yeah. that's. I can get behind that. I don't think it's going to happen. They're going to lose in the second round this year. But 33-1 to one odds, <laughs> folks. Hot, no, hot off the press, Kyle. Virginia's going to be nasty. They're, they're probably going to win the ACC again and probably be a giant. I, I see. I don't they think they're going to win the ACC. I, I yeah, think, they are. I think this is a North yeah, Carolina, classic North Carolina regular. Will Duke ever win the ACC again? No, My goodness. No. Terrible. Uh, we're, we're getting closer. We're getting in range. Number two. I, can, I, I just felt it move. We're getting very close. Uh, Kansas is number two. Um, the Kansas Jayhawks, the number one team in the country, they are absolutely loaded, Tate. They say goodbye to the four-guard lineup of yesteryear. This is no longer a four-guard lineup team. This is a team that has Azubuke down low, dunking on people, uh, not being able to guard ball screens, getting in foul trouble at all times, missing free throws, but damn, those dunks look nice. Shooting 77% from the field. Uh, the man that everyone's excited about, though, Diedrich Lawson, the transfer from Memphis. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say LeGerald Vick. Oh, LeGerald Vick is back. LeGerald Vick is back. I was not excited when he got that text from LeGerald Vick that said, when does practice start? <laughs> yeah, Sell. right. Bill Sell was like, ah, oh, shit, It's like, dude. what? Is LeGerald Vick going to start? Yeah, right? He has, has to. to. He's yeah. a returning starter, right? Yeah, but I think that's what's so funny. But then at the same time, it's like, how do you start a guy that you basically try to run out of the program? And then we're like, all right, fine. I guess you can come back. Well, it's him and Garrett will right, both start, yeah, right? Marcus, yeah. yeah, Marcus Garrett. Uh, Quentin Grimes, no, Qu- uh, yeah, are they going to start? I don't know what the hell they're going to do. That's that's the whole point. That's why Kansas, everyone's so high on Kansas. You have you have Azubuki, you have Lawson, you have Quentin Grimes. Devin you have, Dotson. You have Devin Dotson. Uh, you have Charlie Moore, the transfer from, I think, Cal, I want to yeah, say. Charlie yeah, Charlie Moore from Cal, yeah. Um, you have KJ Lawson, who no one talks about, the brother of, of Diedrich, who yeah. is also talented. Also there, yeah. Also very good uh, on the wing. 
They are a very good team. Kansas is very, very good. Which I asked the That's question right. to you: Who is Bill Self going to do the Carlton Bragg treatment? Who's he? Who's he just going to stick at the DeSosa. end of the bench? He's already got. He's already got oh, a guy. <laughs> he's already got a scapegoat. That's the best part about this. Did Kansas he leak the text? Yes, <laughs> dude. This is all designed. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It was all for the rotation. It Bill wasn't, Self yeah. leaked all of this to get the Sosa. Onto the bench. He, was, he didn't want to, to talk to him about it. It's great. It. Yeah, because like, you got to be cool with the kids now. You don't want to be mean to them. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, I just want to bring this up because I, I forgot about this. You think Kansas went to the Final Four last year. So in your brain, you're like, Kansas had a pretty good team last year. That's not true. Kansas kind of sucked last year by Kansas standards. Yeah. People they, forget that. They they lost at home to Arizona State when when every, everyone left that game saying, like, oh my God, Bobby Hurley might be the best coach in the country. Arizona mm-hmm. State's really good. Uh, they were the swept. We, we twice got the Bill Self special. With Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State swept Kansas in the regular season. They won twice, including an absolute blowout in Stillwater. Uh, they were blown out at Baylor as well. Mm-hmm. And despite all that, they won the Big 12 and made the Final Four. 14 so, straight. And this team is going to be much better than last year's Do we team, believe so. in 15? I say yes. This is my bold prediction of the year. Kansas is going to win the Big 12. Lock it in. Let's get it. Let's do it. We're moving on. The number one team in the country. The one team that we care about more than any other team in college basketball. Butler. The Butler, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. <laughs> we did it. The Colorado Buffaloes. The Colorado Buffaloes. The Maryland Terrapins. <laughs> the four teams that we left out for reasons unbeknownst. I think it's, I think it's fate. <laughs> it's our it's our one hundred. We wrote them down as we did it. We thought about it. We we marked it all out. And they never came to mind. Maryland's its own separate story. Uh, Mark Turgeon. Yeah. When will the turd leave? When, when will Turgeon yeah. leave? Like when will it be over? Flush it down. Can we get yeah. a, can we get a coach at Maryland? Maybe, they they just don't deserve a coach at this point though. Maybe we, we purposely wanted to leave Rutgers out. So we, our plan was to leave Rutgers, Rutgers out as yes. the only power conference team because we just thought like it's it, well it's, it's fun low to be the one fruit. joke yeah, yeah low hanging fruit. Um, and then we accidentally left Maryland, Colorado, and Butler. But then Tate rationalized it well. Maryland problematic, problematic. athletic department right now. Yeah, so, so we don't care. That's why we Dismiss left Maryland them. out. It's not because we forgot about them. Mm-hmm. We just missed them because it's like I'm just disgusted at what's going on over there. Yes. Uh, Butler we left out because uh, we are not going to talk about Butler until Thad Mata's the until coach. Thad Mata's back. That's yes. right. We're waiting for the Bring Thad back Mata. Mata 2.0 era. We would love coaches that go back to the alma maters. That's why. We're, and then Colorado alma mater. Alma mater. Boom. And then uh, we left Colorado out. Um, so let's get to the number one team. <laughs> well, on we talked list. about Chauncey Billups on Bill's pod yesterday. Yes. So that was the Colorado That talk. was the Colorado. See, we it, had it all works Colorado out. Talk. Yeah, there you and go. We didn't forget any of those teams. We just... Uh, it, that was our final four. We had a plan. All right. We... Oh, first four out. <laughs> first four out. There we go. We did it. Commit to the bit. It was a bit all along. First four out, Kyle. First Got four it. out. There we you did go. it. Um, number one team, the Duke Blue Devils. Zion. The Zion Williamson Blue Devils. The road to the, Zion. The Duke Zions. Uh, I just have to say, um, I love Zion Williamson. I am in love. I I am in lust. I I cannot get enough of this man. <laughs> I need to go change my pants. Uh, is this a blip, bomb, or bust? This is, <laughs> this is a bust. I think this definitely is a bust. Definitely a bust. <laughs> Zion Williamson is a bust. Well, I, I know that much. Uh, not like what you're thinking. Not in the way we usually talk about <laughs> prospects. I, I'm so excited for this Duke team. I get excited about like I I can't even contain myself when I talk about Duke every single year. It's it's I don't even know where to start. Like you, I don't know if, if you listen to the podcast, yeah. it's not. I, I I can genuinely say it is no longer out of podcast. It is it is out of genuine excitement for what we're about to see with an absolutely loaded team that will be disjointed on offense and not be able to play defense, but still win a lot of games, but also lose games that are make people scratch their heads. Yes, to Boston and College. It's going to be so fucking fun and I can't wait. And it's we're also getting insane like 
the only way this Duke season, the, the way that this Duke season beats the, uh, it was 2016, yes, right? The Harry Giles year. The Harry Giles year. Yes. The Tatum, when, Harry when Giles. They might go yes. 40 and 0, mm-hmm. and then it was just a complete disaster. The only way that this season, because this season, there's a there's one way that it could happen that this season can eclipse that, and it is this tape. Alex O'Connell starts with the four freshmen. That has to be the move. We have to do it. Coach K, for the sake of content, I need Alex O'Connell in the starting lineup with the four freshmen, and this has all the makings to be the greatest Duke season of all time. I could see that happening. I could also see Jack White, uh, just because he has yeah. White on the back of his jersey, and, and he's like the one he's guy. The white, the white guy. <laughs> just the white guy. They're like, who are you guarding? I'm guarding the white, I got guy. The white guy. I got the They're white like, guy. That's racist. It's like, no, his name no, is literally his the white Jack guy. Jack White. It's the white guy right there, um, which I like that as a joke. I also would love to see Bolden, who was a part of that 2016 class that was like— Oh, he the, didn't transfer? The, the, the new fa- <laughs> exactly. The new Fab Five. I'd love to see him like just be fat and out of shape with the other four freshmen yeah. to see how great they are compared to him. is going to get the start, right? I think Delorier is going to get the start at the five. Right. Which and is then very, it's going to be the four freshmen in Deloria, right? So basically their whole team, they have no real position. Vrankovic? Vrankovic has a chance. Vrankovic could be the Brian Zubek of this team uh, if they're actually... <laughs> 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 Keep dreaming, Vrankovic. Yeah, you That's wish. It. You wish you could be Zubek. <laughs> you wish you could set a moving pick like this. Z- that was Zubek at practice last week. Uh Coach K is <laughs> <laughs> It is people, it is happening. The season is here. I can't wait. Oh my gosh. Coach we are K. delirious. We are two hours into our final podcast. Coach K has finally done it. Oh. He's this is his pinnacle. I think this is the highest he'll ever get as far as uh where he is in life. I think him doing that ESPN all access thing was so yeah. Funny because everything. he yeah, he's basically stole Brad Calipari's tattoo and decided that's how yep. they're gonna talk about yep. the brotherhood. Uh he keeps te- telling these stories that are made up about NBA players that never happened. Um again, again, you show me one time, you show me one time, and I've only seen one video, you show me one time that Coach K has told a story and then an NBA player has confirmed said story. And I and I will show you a liar. <laughs> we need to we need to do this. We should we should talk to NBA players. We should go to like we should go to Lakers or Clippers. Probably Clippers would be easier to get past it. Go to these Clippers games and go into the. Uh, what do uh, they do in hell, Mark Titus? They lie. Mm. They're in hell. They're the, the devil lies. The devil. The lies. devil. Right. The devil is a lie. That is a fact. Uh, uh, Coach K did say that he is re-energized by not coaching the USA men's national team, <laughs> uh, and he said that he is he is finally back to being healthy, and he feels great about that, and he's ready. He's going to give us another twenty year run, and. I'm so excited to taste this. He's at 20. I honestly believe it at this point. I made that part up. When will he do his farewell tour? Uh, That's the question I'm asking. I'm, re- I'm ready for the respect. Can we hold up the sign? The re- respect. respect. And it's me with, with the middle <laughs> finger in the middle of it. <laughs> Duke has not won the ACC regular season since 2010. They have not won an outright ACC regular season title since 2006. So, ooh, 2006. 2006. Good the, the Reddick year, yeah. That's uh, why we love JJ on this podcast because he respects Duke, the ACC. Duke had to be number one. They were always number one. They they will be number one in my heart forever as long as this continues this current trajectory of uh, just the same. Pa- We've seen this movie before, and I I'm here for every sequel. You can make a million sequels of this movie. And Who's gonna, the forgotten five star? That's the question I have on this team because before we watched the Tatum, the Giles was the one it's that kind of got. It's yeah, it's Bolden. It's definitely Bolden. Uh, do you, do you <laughs> want to? It's always Bolden. Do you, can I put you on the spot for a Coach Game impression before of, we go? I, I lost my voice. Oh, you can't do it? I come try. to the live show. No, come to the live shows. Yeah, we'll do it at the live shows. We'll do it at the live shows. I actually you want to hear Tate's Coach K impression, buy some tickets to the live shows. I, I also want to do a thing where uh, I just record Coach K's press conferences this year, but what he actually meant. Um, Thank you so much for listening, guys. 
long is, yeah. these, these podcasts. I kind of apologize. Yeah, we apologize. Uh, you weren't supposed to listen to the whole thing every time. We would like we said we didn't even listen to the whole thing, but we appreciate. Uh, Skip the North does. Carolina part. That was just for <laughs> me. That was for me. <laughs> we do appreciate everyone sticking with us. The season is here. The Champions Classic is here. I can't believe it. I when I when it was announced that they're moving the Champions Classic up, I was like, oh, that's going to be awesome. But I couldn't like really put myself on that. What that will feel like. I'm I'm here now, and man, does it feel good. I'm so excited. It, it's going to be a great season, and we hope that everyone listening joins us all year. We're going to have so much fun like we did last year, and we're just this is year two. Sophomore, a lot of people are saying sophomore slump, but uh, they forget about the red shirt year mm. that we are red shirt. This is actually our first year. Yeah, this is actually, there you go. <laughs> There you go. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Anything else before we go, Tate? No. That's let's it. get out of we, here. We love you. Uh, come see, see us Columbus. on tour. See you in Columbus. Peace. <laughs>